Podcast like a motherfucker. So welcome to Amazon Podcast, episode number 76, part two. This is our ETC episode. We're actually yeah. back now from ETC. Um, yeah, like there was no time to record at ETC, I would say. Holy shit, so yeah. busy all the time. Yeah, it would have been nice to get some interviews and stuff, but didn't have time. No. Like, I barely had time to check my phone notifications. Like, I afterwards, like, I sat down on the train, and I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, there's so many messages and shit. Yeah, all the group chats where you got, like, 500 messages that you haven't read in three days. Yeah. Yep, so it's uh, Henry P. Miller and Casimir the Swede. Yes. We were supposed to be joined by Christopher and Andy, but they're a bit delayed. So maybe they'll be on later on. Um, but we're just going to finish up our roundup of the ETC and basically what happened. So I think part one, you, I think the last thing we did was looking at lists and maybe some predictions. I seem to remember being yeah. in a restaurant recording and then getting interrupted because the food came and then never did any more recording. <laughs> yeah, I think that was Riccioni. So we, we ate and we walked around the beach, went to some, some club that was... I know everybody was like barely 18 and uh, then it closed. And that was about the night in, uh, yeah. in Riccioni, I think. Riccioni wasn't very good on a Tuesday night. <laughs> no, definitely not. I guess also it's like only, the only people who could go out on a Tuesday is like kids because they are on summer break, right? But like people our age, probably they need to work. So you, they probably only go on the weekend. Yeah, uh, I guess that's probably the problem that we had the rest of the week as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no one's out on a Sunday. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Tuesday we went to San Marino. We drove up yeah, and, was... and it was raining. <laughs> <laughs> it was raining so much. Like, we, like it, it, the funny thing, right, was that the windshield wipers, we couldn't get it to work. So, like, one of us had to, like, hold the windshield wiper thing up all the time <laughs> while, while you were driving. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and then, and it was so yeah, much rain, it, I mean, you could barely see, right? Yeah, it was so much rain, and we were driving up these windy roads up to the top of San Marino. It's pretty much as soon as we got over the border, it just pissed it down. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, Casimir's there holding, holding the windscreen wipers on because we couldn't work out how to keep them on. And then... Uh, He's like, my arm's getting tired. Can you switch? I'm like, yep. Yeah, okay, switch. All right, you got to do the yeah. gears. You got to do the gears, Casimir. I'm like, I don't even have a driving license. <laughs> like, yeah, the okay. funniest thing. You were like, Casimir, in free, you need to switch to the third gear. I look down. And I'm like, which one is the third one? Okay, I think it's this direction. <laughs> it worked well. Yeah, you did it fine. <laughs> yeah. And then my, my then my arm got tired. You have to okay, switch back. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty fun. It was, it was less fun when we got to the top, though. And we were like, oh, we're going to this place with the best view in Italy, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like inside a cloud. So it's yeah. just white. <laughs> it was everywhere. just white. But it, it cleared up at the end. And we did get a really yeah, good view. Yeah. Definitely recommend going to San yeah. Marino. It, it's worth it just for the view. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it, and it's also like you don't need that much time. Like if no. you, you just need a couple hours, you know, maybe maybe have some food and, and enjoy the view. Like if you if you really want, I guess you could see the castle, but we didn't really we didn't pay to go inside. We just it was walked, like a massive uh, queue, and we were like, it's still a little bit rainy, and 
if if the view was perfect, then I would have done it hundred percent. But it was yeah. still a little bit cloudy, and you could kind of see everything, and it looked like it was gonna rain again. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm I'm like I'm happy enough with my experience. As you said, like if you're in in that area again, then then maybe you'll you'll go back, right? But but it was still good, I think. Yeah, it was so good. And then we went to Riccione for dinner, uh, to a restaurant where the mafia were at. Yeah. <laughs> just like so ten, how, how would you describe the mafia so a big table of guys wearing everyone wearing the same white shirt and trousers with yeah they're like you know like guys in their like youngish guys all like the same dressed all with one pretty girl each definitely mafia definitely mafia yeah I, I was like 100% oblivious but Henry was like did you see the mafia I'm like I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> it's like dude <laughs> I've never seen Mafia so obvious in my life <laughs> <laughs> I definitely a place, place where they do not need to hide at all yeah and they probably get free Short. food and an easy table and always have a booking yeah yeah, yeah so, like... so then Wednesday we made our way over to um, Pizarro yeah we had lunch at like a really beautiful restaurant oh, like, yeah, I fuck. think we we stopped at like a castle along the way as well, right? There was there was actually, like in a way, nicer than San Marino uh, because it was just uh, less crowded. It was also like a really well refurbished castle out in countryside with a great view and you know like just uh, like really nice like well repaired crenellations and all the walls and stuff. Yeah, it was very it was polished, nice. right? Yeah, it was like very. It was like it was like almost like Disneyland, like it was so so polished and so like tourist friendly let's say yeah somebody put a lot of money into restoring it I think. yeah yeah definitely i'm actually just trying to find what it was called but i don't Ooh. oh it's called gradara Grad- gradara gradara if you want to look at it on the map it's called gradara and then we went just like a little bit north of that um into like the parco naturale monte san bartolo <laughs> <laughs> for, yes, for some lunch. and yeah, I had a really nice uh, like fish lunch at a restaurant. But yeah, Casimir, like, this is not a sea. travel. This is not a travel podcast. This is a podcast uh, about ninth age. But Did like that, this this is why people come here. It's just like listen to us talk about drunk stories and about the food we had, right? Exactly. So let's get on to drunk stories and the food that we ate. So when we yeah, got okay. when we got there, we'd we'd heard okay slash. And the Irish and the Welsh had spent about 500 euros at the bar the previous day and <laughs> had puked in the pool. <laughs> so we we're like, okay, the boys are, the boys are on it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So did you, did you play on the Wednesday or did you just, um, oh yeah, you just met up and then you fucked off? Right? Yeah, the Irish played, but, but they'd already played by the time we got there and you had like an afternoon game, right? Yeah, so maybe I'll do my game and then you'll you'll tell your uh, drug stories. So so we were playing. A, we we're supposed to play Italy, but they uh, it was kind of funny because they they said they would practice game against us, right? And then like a couple of days before, they're like, uh, our players have signed up for the singles. We're like, yeah, but it's kind of understood that if you play a practice game, you not sign up for the singles. But <laughs> the memo hadn't got out, so we were playing Germany instead. Uh, so. Uh, uh, so we rock up against Germany. I'm paired against this guy uh, with a Warriors of Dark Horse list. And I think he's featured uh, what we went through before because his name is Sverignase. So this is the guy who has his nickname Dwarf, Dwarf Nose. Nose. 
And like when I when you meet him, you're like, oh, okay, I, I think I understand now because he's like quite short and he he has like quite a big nose. <laughs> uh, but so so it makes sense. Like small um, guy with a big nose, dwarf nose. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and he has, he has this like rush list. Uh, and so I'm talking, chit chatting a little bit before you know I'm trying to butter him up a little bit with my German. Didn't like go that well. We just spoke English after a while, and then. Uh, uh, and then I asked, because I knew, like, last time, right, they, the Germans weren't drinking. So I was like, oh, this year, are you guys, like, taking it really seriously? Or you are you going to drink? Like, what's going on? And he looked at me, and he goes like, ha, 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 no, we don't drink. And I was like, oh. Oh, dear. Oh, not not, not another sober German. Like, there's... <laughs> There's too many. There's too many sober Germans. It's like the worst kind of sober person. Like you're you're from the country. Like you should you embrace your culture. Like you should drink. You shouldn't be sober. Well, I, I'm not going to preempt my game too much, but my practice game was very different. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> so then anyway, he just like essentially just like he rushed me with he had two Feldrax and a, and a, um, exalted herald and a chosen lord and then just some shit right, and he rushed me really well. Like he played really well and my. My shooting didn't turn up enough. I took off one fellow Elder on the way in, and then he just like kind of took me off. I made some mistakes, and, and I got twentyed. Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't very interesting. Uh, other than that, so that, that was a bit bit rough, but but still okay. I think uh, the most notable thing that you can hear about on the Paragraphs podcast is that Matt uh, Matty P played Scrub. So Scrub is is from what I understand one of the best players in the world, and Matty P managed to like come out with a sixteen win. Or four, maybe fourteen. I don't remember, but some kind of a substantial win against him, nice. actually, which was like the only win for us during the practice game. So that was pretty cool. Nice. I mean, well done, Matt, for for beating Scrub. What? Yeah, what was Matt like, playing? What was Scrub playing? Scrub was playing Koe, and Matt has like his uh, Warriors list, which now has like two Chosen Lords and Exalted Herald in it. And I think other than that, like some cav and, and other delivery systems for those cool. those pieces. Well, great job, Matt. Good job. Impressive. Yep. So, um, yeah. I think we've missed a section. <laughs> but <laughs> We did? Yeah, we got straight into it. Um, but we can take it now. So, before we get into Wednesday evening, um, we've got a little bit of a competition time. Competition oh. time. Da, 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 da. <laughs> theme tune playstyle. Theme tune competition, competition theme tune. Yeah. Um, so at ETC, some guy approached me. Hang on, let me just find his thing. Yeah, I feel like if he's giving us free shit to give away, hopefully you would remember his name. Like I wasn't there, so I'm definitely not to blame for this. You, you might, you might have also been involved in the same thing. But it wasn't. He didn't give me. Well, he kind of gave me free shit to give away. But he he didn't necessarily give me free shit to give away. So what he said, it's a company called Two Moronic, like number two, and then Moronic, M O R O N I C. Okay. If I'm honest, I have no idea what they do, but I assume they do three D printed miniatures. Let's just have a quick look. Okay. Uh yeah, Two Moronic miniatures on my mini factory. So I guess you can. Yeah, it looks like three D prints. So it's dwarf models. Ooh. So he he gave me a dwarf and said, I ha- can you paint this? And then send a picture. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then put it on social media. But because I don't do social media, what I thought was, like, what we'll do is we'll, we can do a giveaway of this dwarf miniature to mm-hmm. one person who promises that they're going to paint it and send a picture 
online. So, okay. so the first the first competition is for this dwarf miniature. Now, I'm going to describe it to our listeners so that they can get an idea of what it is. I think in the ninth age, it would be a really good unit filler for like any pretty much any unit, or it could be a really good engineer model or something like that. So it's look, it's like a it's a dwarf. He's holding like a a, a smoking pipe in his right hand, and he's got kind of what I would describe as engineer-type glasses on. Mm-hmm. He is quite like nice. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say goggles. They're quite, like, small glasses. It, you could even say he's, like, a, a tinkerer or something like that, like a toy maker. Okay. Or, that's what he looks like. He's got he's, he's bald, but he's got a long beard. Then on his back, he's got, like, luggage with loads of scrolls, a, a beer barrel, some mugs, some chests, and he's kind of carrying it, and it's come with, like, a little like plinth that he stands on which is in two parts so so basically i reckon it's a pretty solid little unit filler to add some character to a dwarf unit so if you would like to paint this model you can get in touch with us and cast me do you have any so if if more than one person gets in touch with us how are we going to decide on who to send it to bear in mind i will pay for the shipping so long as you're in europe if you're in the u.s I will probably still pay for the shipping, but I don't know if it's going to get to you or not, or when. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So, so first, uh, first priority is European people because I don't want to spend like two hundred kroner on shipping. But if you write to me and you're in in the US and you're the only person that writes to me, then I'm gonna send it to you. So basically, what you have to do, you got to paint it. You got to take a picture on social media along with the logo that I send you as well, and yeah. that's all. That's so, that's all you got to do. You so could, I think, if Casimir, if, if you want to answer as person, well, you can. I think we should, if we, if there's more than one, I feel like they should have to write the, the sassiest comments uh, about like the ETC or about the Knife Age. And then we'll like, we'll, we'll rate them on the show and see who is, who is sassiest enough. I've got a better idea. I've got a better idea. So okay. because it's dwarf models, um, I want you to send to Casimir, because I don't care about dwarves. I want you to send to Casimir. A PM, a personal message on the forum, with a picture of your your best painted dwarf model, and Casimir is going to judge who's the best okay. painted dwarf model out there, and then we'll send you this free yeah, miniature. Sure. And what's your what's yeah. your name on the forum, Casimir? Casimir the Swede. Casimir the Swede, all one word. So send Casimir the Swede a message on the forum with a picture of your best painted dwarf model or a link to it, and then we'll send you this dwarf model for free. And all you got to do is paint it. And send a picture on, on social media to the guys. Yeah, that'd be perfect. And if that wasn't enough, we've got one oh, more one more giveaway. Whoa. Hang on, I've got to I've got to plug it as well. I've got to plug it as well. Uh, let me find it. So, Rasmus has started a like what do you call it? Like a laser printing gig he's basically doing like boxes and like mdf i think he's doing maybe he's doing movement trace he's doing like display boards he's doing all sorts of stuff so you can find him on facebook at colby design hyphen tabletop like colby k-o-l-d-b-y design dash tabletop and he's he's given me six amatime podcast coasters 
So if you want some Amatime podcast coasters, I will send you some Amatime podcast coasters. So this is probably only going to be for the super fans. So what I want to see, because they're coasters for alcohol, I want you to send me on the forum a picture, or even better, a video of you drinking some kind of alcoholic beverage. And the person who I deem the most impressive, I will send you... The Amatime podcast, six of six of them, so you can have. Assuming that people who listen to this podcast have friends, you can invite your friends round, and you can drink off Amatime podcast beer coasters with the sheep logo and Amatime podcast written on them. I mean, I'm a bit sad to be given away, but I also got some other ones with Oryx face on, which is better. So, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna give these away. And I'll send you them for free, but I just want to—I want a picture. You can send it to Henry P. Miller on the forum. If 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 even better, a video of you drinking something. But the yeah, one that like, the one that impresses me the most with your drinking skills, I will send the Amazon podcast coasters to you. Uh, maybe I'll have to buy some of these coasters. Like, yeah, <laughs> that sounds pretty, pretty dope. I mean, let's be honest. They might have been used by the time you get them. <laughs> <laughs> the first yeah, person it just adds to the value, right? Yeah, but it adds to the value. It's more authentic. But the first person to uh, to send me something something on the forum at Henry P Miller, just just a personal message. I will, or the the first most impressive person until the next podcast. We'll announce the winners on the next podcast. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Whenever that is. <laughs> yeah, so you have like an undefined amount of time. It'll be like okay. We're definitely recording when you're coming to uh, to Munich, right? Yeah. So, so that will be in October. And that's that's a yeah, exactly. So that's definitely a bit bit in the future. Maybe yeah. it'll be something. And in I, between, I have but... a I have a couple of uh, episodes in store as well because we've got a few people who've asked us to do things. So okay. So yeah, we'll see. So that's the two competitions we've got. Send Casimir pictures of dwarf stuff. Send me pictures of booze stuff. You might get some free shit. Obviously, we need your address and stuff like that, but we'll tell you if we win, and then we can work that out. But So, after that, let's get back to the show. So, we were discussing our Wednesday night, our first night in Pizarro. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, so, do you, do you want me to go first? Because mine Let, is let's, depressing. let's start with the depressing, and then we can make it more interesting. Yeah, so like this is the this is a, you know I have one regret of ETC two thousand twenty two and it's this fucking night. <laughs> so basically, uh, we're staying at this team Scotland is staying at like a villa like fucking ages away like just like it's basically in a different town. It's like much closer to Fano, which is like next town to the south. Than, why than why were you Pizarro. staying at the villa, Casimir? Because people on my team wanted to have a secluded place to stay at i guess and i didn't vote for it but that's that's what what won um yeah that that's about it like they i don't know i i don't know dude like it's so like they were like we need a pool but i mean there was a pool at the hotels in i wasn't i wasn't even staying at the pool and i used the pool yeah i I wasn't (laughs) even staying at the hotel and i used the pool almost almost every day (laughs) it was just fucked and like like it, like the, the funny thing I think is that even though we were staying so far away, it took us almost the same amount of time to get to the venue as it was from the town to get to the venue because the venue was a bit like in a weird location. Yeah, that was. But a bit still, awful. like the problem was wasn't the getting to the venue. The problem was getting to the drinking. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so they were like also like one of the things I like. Some people wanted to like uh, cook, I guess. So then. <laughs> 
Callum, who's who's a very big drinker, right? And Matt, who also like gets on the piss, not maybe not for going out, but like otherwise, they they were like, we're gonna we're gonna cook. So they were making some fucking pasta like uh, dish in Italy. Uh, so first off, that's pretty fucked. But then also they were getting like super drunk while they were doing it. Like they were so pissed. So they had like no idea what they were doing. It was just taking it was taking so long. Like it was, it's pasta. It was, it was it so takes late. ten minutes. <laughs> it was just, and it was just like you know, we you would come in, like we'd be in the pool, we'd been like drinking, and you come in and like, guys, how's it going? They're like, yeah, it's going fine. And like, have you started like even cooking like pasta? And they're like, no. You look at the time, you're like, oh, it's like ten o'clock. <laughs> uh, so like, what, by the time we've like eaten, it's like half past eleven or something. Like it was so late. Uh, so then in the end. Me and Fras were like, well, I guess if we go now, we have like a couple of hours. So we didn't in the end, which I think was a mistake. Like in retrospect, it would be better to just go for a few hours and then go back. Like it's some money, right? But like, I mean, it's the time that's important to me yeah. at least. Like, I mean, I have a good enough job where the, like, you know, in retrospect, the money probably wasn't the issue, right? Uh, so that was a bit bit sad. Uh, so in the end, we stayed up pretty late and recorded a podcast with Matt and Kev. So you can hear that on the on Parabopus podcast. So it was still nice, but I definitely felt like I missed out by not going out. Yeah, well, that's that's. I mean, you made up for it on the other nights. So yeah, I, I was out every other night. So until quite late, so I I I got my share in. But like in retrospect, I'm like, okay, what did you know? What did I miss? Definitely, definitely this night. <laughs> the FOMO is real. Yeah, definitely. How did your round go, by the way, against Italy? Uh, you mean against uh, uh, Germany? Oh, you played Germany in the practice. Yeah, G- yeah, Germany was practice. Yeah, we we got capped. Like we, I think the only, I think we only got the win with uh, again, like for Matt. I think everybody else got got a loss. Okay. To so so you, you weren't Tim celebrating a, then? <laughs> no, not really. I, I think Tim got a draw, uh, which is pre- pretty good, I think, but. Okay. They're a very strong team, and also Germany's lists are all like we we talked about it before. They're all singles lists, so they're they're quite resilient to just go into almost every matchup. I feel like yeah. and, and okay. do quite well. Cool. So yeah, um, for those who don't understand how ETC works, the it's kind of it's obviously with teams of eight, and so that means you can score between zero and one hundred and sixty points around. But because of the way that the pairings are. Um, basically, to avoid the like a look of a draw, and maybe one team just playing like shitty teams all the time. Um, yeah, and like, like running away with it. Yeah, there's like a easy. there's a cap system where, um, basically, you're capped at a hundred points per round, and that means yeah. that means if cumulative cumul 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 <laughs> I've had too many beers. Cumulative. What, what am I trying to say, Castamir? Cumulatively. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Now you fucked me up as well. In total, you can't get more yeah. than... <laughs> In total, you can't get more than uh, 100 points over the round. And even even if your team gets like less than 60, then you get like you always get 60 points, even if they spank yeah. you 20 nil every game. So when we say yeah. caps, we we mean that um, we got, only we got 60 less, points. less than sixty points. Yeah, or we got hundred points if we did the capping. But that's not yeah. good. I don't think yeah, you capped good. anyone, did you? 
Uh, yeah, we we capped uh, during the second day. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll get it. We'll get we'll, we had two. We actually had two teams that we managed to cap. So yeah, cool. So my evening on Wednesday, we basically were running around. Uh, Pizarro trying to find a restaurant because apparently it's quite hard to find a restaurant on a Wednesday evening at like nine o'clock. Um, eventually we found somewhere really, really good, like really, really nice food. And we were drinking bottles of wine. It was really good. And then we were trying to find a bar and also trying to find a bar in Pizarro has proven difficult. And then we ended up going to this place called Cafe Journal, which we kind of designated as the bar for the rest of the week. And yeah. we sent a lot of messages out to various people telling everyone to to um, sort of conglomerate at this bar, which everyone did. And it was really nice because there were so many people kind of turned up, like loads of different teams. Like usually it's like the Irish, the English, the Welsh, one or two members of Team Scotland if they're allowed out. Um, <laughs> the Danes were there. Some of the Norwegians were there. Like some random other teams were there. So it was it was really good to kind of see everyone at yeah. the bar, and we wanted to kind of make this our bar for the the rest of the week because the they were open late on every day and they were quite nice guys and they were giving us like free tequila shots at like two o'clock in the morning and yeah it was it was pretty good, and then we I think we went skinny dipping this night and uh it was pretty nice on the beach i guess yeah it was right next to the beach um yeah so yeah we had a little bit of a swim yeah it was really good and then kind of i think i got back to hotel like three o'clock or four o'clock or something so it was yeah it was pretty fun night nothing like too crazy happened aside from like multiple tequila shots at the bar yeah it was good um sounds nice yeah, it was just really good to see everyone, basically. And that that was definitely the highlight. But people who I haven't seen in a long time and, like, all the guys from the UK who we hang out with at the tournament scene and stuff like that. So, yeah, really, really good. So, so th- yes, Thursday. On, on to Thursday. So, How- do you, you were playing the, the gashes on the first day? We were playing the gashes on Thursday afternoon. Yeah, so we I was playing in the first day morning against uh, New Zealand for the second practice game. Yeah. So uh, this was this was a really good one. Like the, this, we we had a lot of fun in this practice game. I think New Zealand guys were just like amazing. They were they didn't manage to get that many people from New Zealand. I think there was only two that like actually lived there, but they had like another like two or three that used to live there at some point, and then they had a couple of US guys come and sub in them in for them. I think uh, a guy from Serbia as well. Cool. But yeah, they, they were really, like, a really nice bunch of guys. Uh, I got paired with the Sylvan Elves, so I was like, oh yeah, fuck, now I'm gonna, like, now finally I'm gonna get the shooting, it's gonna come to bear. But like, dude, Sylvan Elves are good now, like, holy shit. Like, what was in the I list? I played against this, uh, his list was like two units of 24 uh, Rangers. Yeah. Uh, and then he had two units of 10, um, what are they called, Briar Maidens. Yeah. Uh, and two small units of wild riders, but or what are they called? Wild hunters. Wild huntsmen drink. Yeah, I'm drinking. Um, but they didn't really play a, a you know an effect in our game because I just shoot them off too easily, right? Uh, but but they, like I think the key to the game was that he had a bunch of archers in core, maybe some scoring dryads, and like uh, no really fighting characters, just some mages and a BSP. 
Um, uh, and the, essentially, it was the two units of Forest Rangers, and then uh, like the two units of ten Briar Maidens. That was like the the issue. And we played hold the center because that was the first round at ETC. Yeah. And kind of, I, I couldn't really like push into it because there was. Don't like, you have like a massive fucking block that no one can kill? I do, and I pushed in with the block. But the problem was like I deployed badly, which maybe essentially cost me the game. Uh, so I've deployed in, in such a way where it was difficult for me to get the second block in and he could just kind of put two score at uh, two or more scoring units close to objective and I couldn't really have enough to contest it. And if I went anywhere close with like a, a more fragile uh, dwarf unit, then he would just charge up with forest rangers, which he can kind of sacrifice because they're only 440 points. So that was kind of the issue. Like we kind of had a bit of a standoff in the middle. Uh, whereas I think I could have just like deployed more aggressively with my shooting in order to get like uh, more shit into the middle. But in the end, could, we just like just shot shoot, each other for a bit. Couldn't you just shoot the rangers off over like three or four turns? I mean, I, I, I did. I did. Like I shot the rangers off, but he also like, uh, because he has so many, like he had like 40 archer shots, I think. And then he had some sentinels and uh, then he had the two units of briar maidens. So like, sure, I'm shooting off for other rangers, right? But every turn he's like picking up a grudge buster and half of a war machine in like one turn because he has quite a lot of shots. Yeah, okay. And I think that's what's what surprised me the most was just how much you can stack the army because all of it is standard height, really. And then like I have one large model and because they have volley fire, they, he can just put everything behind each other and he can get really compact with all these elf models. And then just go like, well, all these guys have like 30 shots or 40 shots here. They all hit on fours because it's just long range, essentially. Or maybe, like, yeah, ignore standard height for cover, right? So he doesn't even get cover penalties. So it's really, uh, like, it's really quite powerful, actually, with how much shooting he can put out out of, like, not that much shooting, like, a points investment, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I understand. Cool. So what, so what, what it, was it? was it? like a... What was the game? I don't, remember ex I don't remember exactly how much I lost by, but it was, like, it's not massive, maybe 14, 15, something like this. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, so it, it was still okay. I, I felt like that that one. I just like if I deployed better, it would have. I probably would have won. Like I probably should have won. But it was really cool to see how how tough like Sylvan elves are now. When when you get like all those elves into the army list. Nice. And what was the score in the round? Uh, so in the round, I think we. I think we won overall, uh, but it was kind of funny because they all the New Zealand people hadn't turned out uh, up yet. So uh, they had like two Germans to to sub in for them. Uh, but we still paired as if it was a New Zealand team, right? But the funny thing is that the two people who, like, subbed for, for the New Zealand people, they told me after, like, we were speaking German, and they were like, yeah, these are the only matches on our pairing matrix which are red against you guys that we're playing right now. And so, of course, we won those two, which, like, <laughs> gave us a big boost in the overall score. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty funny. Okay, they, the, they the were using, like, different, uh, different armies to actually what was on the sheet. Exactly, yeah, because, no, okay. like, I mean, obviously the armies hadn't turned up yet either. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the other notable thing is that this, this practice game uh, is, the, is the one where uh, Fras met Pablo. Uh, and Pablo is uh, this guy from the US, from Denver, I think. And he's really... Uh, really nice guy. Uh, he's, he's so much fun, dude. Like, they, they, they met, and he, he's, like... <laughs> He's very much like me. He plays like an ogre gun line. And I was talking to him and he's like, this is lists. Like, all you need to do is you just deploy and then you shoot war machines the whole game. And that's all you do. It's the, and he was like, this is the most fun I've ever had playing Ninth Age. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <Man> <laughs> he's just like, you just get drunk. <laughs> you just get drunk and watch your opponents get really annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so he was playing fast, and they like they downed probably uh, I don't know how many beers, but like eight eight beers or something in just a couple rounds. Like it, they they had a lot of fun, and Paulo was a big fixture of our our uh, week in the at the ETC. Just uh, I don't know. Just he is just like uh, is it possible to be sad or angry around him? He's just so so happy, so full of energy all the time. Like uh, just a great guy. Cool. Uh, let's just take a quick break because I need to refill. And we'll come back and we'll talk about my game on Thursday. Welcome back to Amatime Podcast, episode number 76, part two. We're going through the ETC games. We're on about day, 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 day minus one of the ETC. Yeah, exactly. Warm-up day, Thursday, gashes day. So the gashes is obviously a parody of the Ashes, which the England play against Australia, usually for cricket but it's been transpired to the ninth age that England play against Australia's warm-up game every year and so therefore by proxy Ireland who I play for uh playing against Wales as a warm-up game every year for the gashes because it's the gash ashes for those that don't yeah, understand it, our English joke it's the shit ashes yes yeah, like this it's the, it's the shit ashes basically T- turned out this year spoilers Maybe maybe it should be a different person playing the Ashes next year, or a different team. Different, oh, yeah. d- different team playing the Gashes next year, definitely. <laughs> you guys have been upgraded. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be played against Wales. Um, at this point, we're a few beers in because we've been at the pool all day, drinking, 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 and it's sort of 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 3 o'clock in the afternoon by the time we're starting. Um, I got paired against... The man, the myth, the legend, Stephen Slatcher himself. I think that's his real name. I'm not sure. We can say we can no, say yeah, it is. Slatch, Slatch. It's it, yeah against Slatch, the guy that had puked in the pool the previous day. Like he's uh, he's a as somebody said he's an enigma. He's just crazy. Like yeah, I don't know. Like somebody also said, like does he ever actually finish his games and stuff? Like sometimes you, I never see him playing. Playing, I always see him sitting at the bar. That's that's crazy. <laughs> Let's just say Slatch is a big guy. I like uh, at this point. I like to think he could take a drink, um, and usually he's good for it. So I was I was looking forward to the game. Uh, I've played him before, um, and unfortunately, this was like a very very red matchup. I think it was the only red matchup in our matrix. But I think uh, we'll it, I must have got thrown under the bus in sacrifice to the the, the chaos gods. So that the rest of the guys could get good matchups, and that was fine with me. I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to try and get as many points out of this as possible, and my philosophy was, well, if I can get him shit faced, then <laughs> then it's going to go a lot. It's going to go a lot smoother, and it's also going to be a lot more fun. So as soon as I realised that I was paired into the game, I went to the bar and I was like, can I have four cocktails, please? <laughs> And they, there was the, there was these different like, they had four different cocktails for 
four different chaos chaos gods. I guess they call chaos gods these days. Uh, one was one was like one was. I think, ra- I think you will find that they're called dark gods. Henry. Dark god. Uh, I'll drink. Thank you. One was called Wrath, and it was like an Aperol one, which was red. One was Gluttony, and it was like uh, dark and stormy, so it's kind of like greenish or ginger beer coloured. One was. I think they had like uh, yeah, they had sloth as well. Sloth. I don't quite remember what that was. Don't remember what that one was, but I I chose Lust because it was a it was a tequila and. Yeah, grape, grapefruit, grapefruit right? which was exactly what so like Casimir and I had been drinking basically the whole week. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the drink of the fucking event. What was it yeah. called? Uh, pa- 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 Paloma? Paloma, yeah. Paloma. Oh, yeah so, so I was like, there. right, give me four of those because they were so good and we'd been drinking them all weekend. So give me four of those. So I got, I, I put them on the table, ready to go. That was like, it was hold the center. So, you know, put them in the middle, middle of the table. <laughs> Slatch comes to the table and I was like, I bought a round. He's like, great. <laughs> I was like, I've, I've already finished one, so hurry up. He's like, okay. <laughs> so he, so he, he swiftly necked one of the drinks, and we were on to the second one. Um, what was he even playing, by the way? Or does it does it even matter? He's playing Silver Elves, and it's like a pew pew list, and they just, it's uh, like two units of nine pathfinders with one pathfinder character in each. I think he had two units of archers, so it's something like fifty shots. Yeah. And two units of Huntsmen, which strike before all my units. He's got, I think, what else did he have? He had some cavalry for scoring, some shamanism magic, I think. So I was like trying to stop totem summons. Yeah, it was it was a horrid matchup, yeah. horrid matchup. But... <laughs> <laughs> however. However, we also had two bottles of Lemoncello. That, that he had brought with him, or you guys we, had brought him as well? Or? I think Slatch had bought a lot of limoncello. I think whether how much of the 500 euro bar tab was limoncello, I don't know. But I know that they drank them out of limoncello at the bar <laughs> the previous day. So we decided to return the favour by providing a couple of bottles of limoncello to the guys. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, limoncello is fucking amazing, though. So, like, like I, I definitely get it. So, yeah, after a few beers at the beach, we had some cocktails. And then after about two rounds, which we were going very slowly because we were chatting and talking shit and drinking shots of limoncello, we was like, oh, we should share the limoncello with everyone else. So I think everyone had a shot. We went around a couple of other tables close by, gave other people shots, and then drank the rest pretty much ourselves. So I think between the two of us, we probably drank about a bottle of limoncello and then the rest was shared shared amongst the masses. Yeah. And then we drank some more cocktails. I think at this probably about turn two, we've drank about six cocktails each. <laughs> yeah. Plus plus the limoncello, and we were having a chat. I think with Pablo actually, and someone else. Maybe it was you. I can't remember. No, pre- I, I, pretty I'll hazy tell you after point. you finish your game, but I, I we fucked off. Uh, after yeah, game. but at, but at one point we were at the bar and like I no, I I knocked my drink over like I, or I dropped a little bit of drink and Stach was like, "Come on, you you're not gonna leave that on the floor." And I was like, oh, "Fuck's sake!" So I had to slurp it off the floor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And at, this was the point that I realised we're both quite drunk and we've only played two turns <laughs> yeah. and there's only one hour left. 
It's like I, I, lo- I, do, I love the idea that like the moment where this realization comes into your head is where you're on all fours, ass in the air, licking <laughs> Ricky drink off the floor. In, in my leotard. <laughs> <laughs> so we got back to the table. And obviously we're pretty steaming at this point. And uh, okay, okay Slatch, it's your turn three. You're like, great. And, it, and he, he knocked a model over. I think it was some cavalry model. And like the model like... Like the rider like fell off the horse. I was like, oh, I think you, I think, did you break it? And he was like, nah, it's fine. And he just picked it up and puts it in his mouth and starts, <laughs> starts chewing it. Like, like the whole, the whole horse and rider. Just, like the, the, just the rider, just the rider. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Like, it's getting a whole fit. Like, that's, that's like, right. Yeah, yeah, that, that would have been impressive. But no, it was just the rider puts, like, puts it in his mouth like he's tossing in like a sherbet lemon and starts chewing at it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like yeah and then then spits it out oh it's fine i'm like do you want to get another round he's like all right so we have we have we're, now we're on now we're on 16 cocktails and it, it comes back and i i like i'm really drunk and i like knock one of the cocktails yeah. like half half on the table like half on the floor and he's like finish it i'm like fuck's sake so i'm there like suck sucking like off the off the mat like like all this all this like all this tequila cocktail and then off the floor like got it all up and then uh, someone comes over is like oh you guys have got like 10 minutes left and we're like and we're like like proper proper steaming we've like we play three turns and we've got 10 minutes left and like and and i think at this point slash just disappeared and um i'm not sure where he was but yeah, maybe he went to the bathroom. Or whether he went to the bathroom, or whether he was like socializing, or whether he was like buying more drinks at the bar, I don't know. And the round has ended, and I, and they were like, "What's your score?" And I was like, "Well, I guess it's a ten ten because I I don't know where Slatch is, and we've only played three turns." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was probably going to go down, but it wasn't a ten ten. Um, but I don't know, <laughs> and I think uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's, that is how you win at knife edge like a like fucking manual to winning at knife edge so yeah i think basically just just drank slash under the table to to get the 10 10 i mean i, I was yeah, i was the last one standing you, at the table even, when we finished you you told me at some point that you couldn't even see at some point when you were like trying to move something or whatever no i i was i, I think by turn three i was like measuring and i couldn't see the tape measure <laughs> <laughs> But it was yeah, it was pretty pretty good fun. Um, I think we capped them, so even if I got uh, even if it, even if Slash got a twenty, it wouldn't have made a difference. But nice. It was so. Fu- is there actually a prize for the gashes, or is it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. I remember now. What so, is the prize for gashes? So the the losing captain has to eat a potato. A, no, no, a, a raw potato. Yeah, a raw potato. So so yeah, I saw some videos of Slash trying to trying to eat a potato. After yeah. This. So Slash being the captain, uh, when we got back to the hotel, he had to eat a potato. We were very generous. It was only a small potato with a little nubbin on. <laughs> and obviously, obviously the potato gets delegated out to other members of the team. And um, yeah, I think we we saw a lot of the the lust cocktail again the second time round. After some of the potato had been eaten and regurgitated, <laughs> yeah, I saw. I saw the potato didn't really go down well, especially up the slatch. <laughs> no, 
Um, I think I saw some video of him like dribbling it out over his chest or something. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was pretty rough, rough, uh, rough evening for Slatch. Um, yeah. And then we went for dinner. We met everyone at the bar again, the same place, and. Um, yeah, so maybe maybe I'll interject and just tell you about my afternoon before we get sure. to the to the evening. So like we uh, so this this day we were supposed to like do a beach day or something. So me and Franz were like, well, obviously we're just gonna go to the beach in the center. And I don't know what's going on with the rest of the team, but somebody drives us to the center and drops us off, and then then they like fuck off somewhere else. So we went to the beach and we like uh, we finish our round pre- pretty late. So we're like, oh, well, let's get some lunch. And they were like, wait a second, it's like two thirty or three o'clock in the afternoon in in Italy. So like every single place is closed. So like there's nowhere. So we're like walking around the beach. We come to this place and it's like a hotel and they're like, well, we don't have any food. The kitchen is closed, but we have these like pastries for breakfast. And we look at them and they look pretty sad. So we're like, nah, we'll, we'll find some food. So we walk around a little bit and then we're like, this this is literally the only food that exists. So we go back and they, they laugh at us. And we're like, could we have could we have the pastries, please? They're like, yeah, sure. Could, which one? We're like, no, no, no. All the pastries, please. <laughs> we just <laughs> only like three, three of them. And they were like, are you sure? We're like, yeah, 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 don't worry. All about of it. them. So we have some pastries. And we tried to get on the beach, but all the beaches are, you have to pay for them, right? So, so we asked the waitress, so like, Frass is chatting up the waitress a little bit, and, and uh, she's like, yeah, I mean, like, you have to pay, like, 17 euros to get on the beach. We're like, we're not doing that. Is there a free beach? And she's like, yeah, yeah, that, like, down that way, like, close to this bar that we're always going to. So we get there, the free beach is, like, literally three millimeters, and, like, the rest, like, everything is paid, right? It's yeah, so it was, like, the most, like, commercialized beach place I've ever been to in my entire life. Yeah, it's it's so it was the same Riccioni, right? It's such so, so stupid, yeah. so stupid. But then we we met the Austrians at the beach. So that was pretty pretty nice. Uh, so like it, I, we're, first we were like there, and I'm like, well, I don't want to like leave my, all my wallet and my phone and stuff. So like, fast you go in the ocean, and then suddenly I see like two Austrians walking by. I'm like, ah, oh, hello, blah blah blah, you know. Uh, so that, so <laughs> that was pretty good in the end. <laughs> yeah, servus. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, but yeah, then, then you did you meet us at the bar? Them. Sorry. Did you meet us at the bar that night? I don't remember because yeah, I was no, we, fucked you, up. we we did. We we went for like a restaurant together with the Scottish team in Fano somewhere, and then we went to town. As it, so it was pretty funny when we left the restaurant was like so we had to get a cab. So we asked the waitress like, oh, "Can you get us a cab?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure. Just wait here." Then like this this random guy shows up, and we're like, "Oh yeah, cool." And he takes us to his car, and it's just a, a normal car, and we're like, "Ah, shit. Okay, well." So get in the car. I'm trying to ask him, like, okay, how how much is it gonna be to drive to Pizarro? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'll have to check what my like taximeter when I get there. He he doesn't have a taximeter. Like, yeah, there's yeah. nothing. Like, he's just a guy. And I'm like, how much is it gonna be? He's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe like 40, 50 euros. <laughs> and France is like, no, no, no way we're paying that. And then we and we he's like, oh, okay. And then we get there. We paid 45 or something. So we found out later that this was like the, the waitress's son, actually. So they had like a little bit of a racket. So this, the waitress like gets all the tourists like to go to the car with the, her son and uh, take them where they need to go. <laughs> so it was actually, so, it was not a real taxi. No, no, no. It's just, just some, some, like maybe he, he drove people around a lot, but like not, not in an official capacity. I would say. <laughs> Probably doesn't pay any like taxi fees or whatever they need to do. Cool. But so yeah, you, we you, you, you made it in the end, right? Yeah, yeah, we we came to meet you at uh, yeah the bar, I guess. Yeah. So we we'd kind of designated this bar as the place, 
and uh, we we kind of we're on first name terms with the owner who, who was I'm not sure what his real name is, but we we couldn't pronounce it, so we called him Ollie because that was close enough. And then um, <laughs> he was like making us cocktails and tequila shots and all this other stuff. And in the end, we we kind of settled on this drink, which for the life of me, I still didn't remember what it was called, but it was red. So we just like yeah, give us like a round of red things, and every time we go to the bar, we're like, yeah. give us some red things. So we just get red things. It was so good. It was like mostly alcohol, but it didn't. It oh, this didn't bar, taste of any fuck. alcohol. Like the amount, the, the the amount of booze at this bar, it was like, we'd ask for yeah, gin and tonic, and it would be ninety percent gin and like a dash of tonic. Yeah, just a, It was. Yeah, dude. Like, oof. Oh, like I got. The, I got the gin, so gin and tonics drunk. were kind of difficult to get down. Actually, like when you're really drunk, and you taste it. You're like, this is just gin and ice cubes. Like, oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was literally like gin. It was just. We we stopped we stopped calling them gin and tonics. We just called them gins, because <laughs> yeah. it was just it was just gin o'clock. It was crazy. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, That's great. Like this is my experience previously in Italy as well. They they love to get you really sloshed. Yeah. So so I think I spent about eighty euro on cocktails from myself, and I think Slash <laughs> spent about eighty euro as well. And then we had like the limoncello. We had drinks at dinner. We had beers at the pool. We had um, we had. Yeah. tequilas and cocktails and everything and then yeah this, yeah, this was a pretty heavy night and then uh, again yeah, we, we went skinny dipping again yeah we went skinny uh, dipping yeah, so again I, and, yeah, uh, I, I remember what happened now uh, this this because this is this was the night of the etc party where they were supposed to so like so they had like kind of booked ish like uh, the the club that was like the club to go to it seemed like when we, like it was the club that the waitress recommended to you some other like girl that Pablo had talked to recommended to him. So me and Fras, we go there directly after after this dinner. Like, and if we get there and it's like completely empty, and we asked them, we're like, oh, is it anything going on? We came there at like ten thirty or something. It was supposed to open at nine, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna open the bar soon. And we're like, okay. So we like have a drink there, and then we leave, and then we like start walking and meet you up, you guys, somewhere on the way. And I think we walked back to the party, and it was just. It was completely dead still, and then we went to this this the standard bar, and then I think at the, toward the end of the night we again tried to walk back to to the place. Like I think you guys stayed, and me and Pablo and and uh, Fras went because we're like we want to dance. It's gonna be great, and we got there, and it was again like still completely fucking empty. <laughs> we like stayed there until closing time and like danced the three of us on an empty dance floor and had had some more cocktails. And it was just uh, it was a bit fucked. Yeah, so and, like our, and that was kind of the, the theme of the of the week, right? There was just nowhere really to yeah. go. The only place that was open all night was this place that we'd found. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think by Saturday was was pretty pretty decent for 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 dancing, uh, but but that was about it. Yeah. So yeah, you guys went back to the ETC party place, and it was. I guess as shit yeah, as it was when we got it, there, it was when pretty the first shit. Like time. I mean, we had fun, right? But it was it, the, the place was shit. Yeah. So yeah, we we just basically ended up uh, again skinny dipping late at night, and this was the day that that we went skinny dipping. It was me, Kieran, and uh, Suna from from Denmark, and uh, we were just like having a chat, skinny dipping. We're like, okay, let's go back, and then Kieran's like, "Did you just get stung?" And I was oh, like, yeah, I was like, yeah, actually, like I wasn't sure what it was, but I kind of ignored it. It was just like on my leg, like on my left butt cheek. And he's like, yeah, it just felt something on my neck. And, and he's like, maybe it was a jellyfish. So we, we got out 
and uh, Kieran had been like really badly stung, like from like, yeah, like his ear, his from his ear though. to his chest, like a massive like. Yeah. He had like a reaction to it. Like mine wasn't too bad. It was just like on my butt cheek, and it was just like a bit pink, but but he had like a serious <laughs> like burn. So like, okay, we're not doing that again. And then we came out, and David had fucking stole all our clothes. Like we had like one moment where we we're like, "Fuck! Did someone <laughs> steal all our shit?" Like, like wallet, yeah. phone, fucking everything, and we're like, oh crap! And then, there's, then we're just like looking around. And there's David with a big grin on his face, like, okay, <laughs> okay, I'm happy. I'm <laughs> okay. happy that they stole our clothes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so then we we got dressed and and yeah, went back to the bar, had some more drinks, and went home. I think I got back again like three o'clock in the morning. It wasn't too late, and it wasn't yeah. like sleeping was under the table. Later, I think. Because we, we stayed until closing time at that, that club place, which was free. So I think me and Fraz got to, got to bed like, you know, 3.40 yeah, or something. You also had like a taxi get, like, a taxi to the next town to get back. Yeah, fucking hell, man. <laughs> that fucking taxi. And that, yeah. I think this one, oh yeah, the taxi got like lost on the way there as well. Or I don't know if this was this night or the night after. But but it was it like, well, at one point the taxi got just completely lost and... I don't know, like it was the the villa was like kind of in a weird location, so it wasn't completely clear how to like you know indicate to them like where they needed to go. Uh, so we just that, that I think that night I ended up paying like forty euros or some shit. Yeah. that's annoying. Like, the taxis were very expensive. I guess you guys found that out as well because you had to take a cab to the event. Yeah, that was that was something a bit annoying actually because they said that there was going to be shuttle buses and stuff like that, but there was no buses at all. So the yeah. options to get to the event were very limited. Like you could walk and it would take like an hour and a half or you could you could wait for a bus which never came or was late yeah. or whatever. Or you, we were thinking about, okay, maybe we could get like, well, I suggested let's all hire a bike from the hotel and cycle. But I think yeah. a lot of the guys were like, uh, no. <laughs> I, think, I think Team Mexico did that. Uh, yeah. Or at least some people from Team Mexico yeah. had bikes. But they also stayed like a bit further from the center. So for them, made it, it also made sense because then they could bike in in the evening as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we ended up getting a taxi every day, which was expensive. But it, it was fine, like 30 euro each for the whole week. And cause it was eight taxis. Yeah. And yeah, it was okay. So that was a bit annoying because the event was kind of outside of town. And as we said, there wasn't like much of a nightlife in town. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. So what happened in the next day? So this is actual, yeah. actual day one of ETC, two thousand twenty-two. Yeah, Friday. So yeah, over over the weekend. over the weekend before we start, there were be- bets were made, bets were made. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, shit true. was talked. So James, who's the captain of Team Ireland, who's been on the podcast before, he was he made a bet with Fraz that Ireland would finish above Scotland. So that was yeah. that was a twenty euro bet. He also made the same bet with bet with Slatch for twenty euro, that Ireland would finish above Wales, which I think are two fairly solid bets, based on yeah, I think the, both are pretty safe. Based on the home nations, uh, home nations yeah. results, that's a pretty solid, solid bets, on James's part. But I think, Fraz is Scottish, chatting shit, had to yeah, had to like had Fraz to do it, and Slatch is just drunk. <laughs> but um. So, so Fred- I think Fras made these bets as well. So I would say, so Fras, the party captain of, of Team Scotland, he made this bet with James, with Slatch, and also with Tanka. So I think he had like uh, 60 euros or more out on the table that, yeah. that Scotland would not uh, would come over any of these play- teams. 
Yeah, and uh, and so and James is also trying to get the same bet with Tanker, who's the captain of England, and he was like at him, at him for days, trying to get him to bet, and Tanker wouldn't bet him because he wasn't confident enough in the team to actually do it. And then basically, Tanker got so shit faced on Thursday night that he he shook on a forty euro bet. So James basically <laughs> had even more. yeah yeah he doubled it. James basically had eighty euro riding on the island would be the top home nation. Yeah, so, so, you, so you bets really were made. Now. Yeah, bets were made. So yeah, what what happened uh, for you on the first game on the Friday? Yeah, so we were we were paired, in, uh, paired into Australia. So I think we went through their lists before, but they all essentially had like super rush lists. So Team Australia was made up of four Germans and four Australians. And uh, I, get, uh, I get paired against... Uh, so I, I get kind of bust in this one. I get paired as probably... I don't know if it's the worst matchup for me in the event, but like one of the, one of the worser ones. Like it's this wild heart ogre list with with no magic and like three fucking hunters and all the jetties, like everything vanguards, everything super fast. That's, that sounds like so a twenty. I, yeah, it, it, it's pretty rough. So I get paired against him, and it's this like big German guy, and I'm like, oh, another German. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> oh, let's do this. You know, it's gonna be okay. So I'm, ch- I'm buttering him up again. Let me move my German. Like try, you know, I've got like chatting ch- ch- in German, and then like you know, we, we're like picking sides and stuff. And then he's like, uh, "Do you want a beer?" And I'm like, "Yes, uh, and yes, like, please." Oh, of course. And I'm like, "Finally, fuck! I found a real German. I found a German who actually drinks." And this guy was like super fantastic, like really nice guy. We had a, a great game, having lots of beers. But he was he was also like you could tell that Team Australia was taking it very seriously. So I'm I'm just like trying to conserve points, right? But he's moving like super accurately, being like very aggressive, thinking about everything. But he was taking like fucking forever for all his movement phases. Uh, it's also funny in the beginning. He's like, oh, uh, like a cat, I, I, like he's having a shirt on and stuff. And I, as soon as I get to the table, because it's so it's so hot in this venue, just like the first thing I do is take off my shirt. And then it takes him like a beer, and then he's like, "Okay, yes." And he's like this big, like wide guy, and he just like takes off his shirt, lets the gut hang out. <laughs> and we have a great time. But we, I think we did like four turns because he was like taking like a, a solid 40, 50 minutes for each movement phase. It felt like. Um, but but yeah, at the end he like just rushes me. I kill some shit on the way in, and uh, we have to call it at the end of turn four. Which lets me retain three points because uh, <laughs> you can kill everything in didn't, that time. Didn't have enough so, time uh, to kill everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, I didn't slow pay him. He slow played himself. I would say. <laughs> but he was, it, it, his name was uh, Herbie. He was a really nice guy. Like, uh, he invited me to, to his events up north in Germany as well. So I, nice. I had a really good game in the beginning. Cool. But uh, overall, Australia was pretty rough for Scotland. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, because I think they were all like taking it very seriously. Uh, so I think we got capped. I don't know how badly, but uh, but they definitely capped us. Okay. Uh, do you, Do you know any other remarkable things for the games? Um, not really. I think I think which it's just like we, it just didn't go quite well. But I don't know. I don't remember if we. Did, probably, did the, I think did the pairing been, the pairing go badly or? I'm not sure. I didn't. To be honest, I just didn't pay any attention. <laughs> I'm just, uh, you know, I just arrived. Like I'm just fucking hanging around. I don't. I don't really care. I think this might have been one of the ones where Frass was paired at the Vermisworm, and like the guy was playing, like not that great. The guy he was playing against, and he gave him like an early charge on his. Uh, uh, so like Frass was like charging his uh, bell unit with like two manticores, and then. 
like through some random dice shit, he like kills the bell, but then beats the manticores anyway, or mm-hmm. like or something, or like they fail a very high like a discipline check on an eight or whatever. And he was just not having a good time because his opponent was giving him charges where he's like, oh, I'm on to just win this. But then, then you know, the Vermiswarm special rules just, like, turn against you. I think, so regardless, you, you just got fucking hammered by them, basically. Yeah, exactly. We, we got we got pretty fucked. Like, I, I was happy with three points out of my game. Uh, like, to me, I, I wasn't too bad, but, like, the rest of the game, of the team were not, not so happy after this round. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so for me, I was playing against uh, Team Serbia. I played uh, in the Kingdom of Equitain against a guy called Dragomir, who was, like, absolute fucking sound guy. Like, honestly, the Team Serbia, those guys, like, so, so nice. Like, every single one of them, like, having drinks, like, hanging out, chatting shit, like, so much... Or every single one of those guys is super nice. Um, I've played against them before, and, yeah, they're, they're really, really cool guys. Um, it was like a pretty standard KOE list. I thought it was like um, a yellow-green matchup. Um, I think I had it down as a green because of the Gorgons are really good against the armor. So it gave me like an opportunity to push him a bit. And with the, the objective being hold the center, I could kind of commit the Gorgons and not have to worry about um, the scoring so much. Because if I can kill a scoring unit with one of my score- with my non-scoring unit, then it gives me an advantage. So I was quite happy with the matchup. And it, it kind of went, it went pretty well. Um, I think the highlight of the game was his Pegasus character, which was the one thing that I was struggling to pin down. I had the snipes, but he kept healing it. And then yeah. he like charged a bolt thrower, but the bolt thrower was in the forest. So he had to, he took DTs in the forest. He took a wound, failed the Aegis save. And then in his turn, he was like, okay, I'm going to charge. It's the last turn. He's like, I was, I was winning. He's like, it's the last turn. I'm gonna try and charge your uh, judicators with my, with my uh, peg lord. I was like, I don't think it's a good idea. And he's like, yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it anyway because I need to, I need to try and get some points. I'm like, okay. So he charged in. He makes the charge. And like, it could have, it could have gone badly for me. It could have gone badly. Like, it was a, I could have failed discipline test or something like that. But he has the, the, the virtue where you have to accept the challenge. So I've got. Yeah. I think at this point I had two characters in the unit. I was like, okay, well, maybe he's going to eat a character in the, like, the final turn. But uh, So I was like, well, I'll take it with the champion in the first turn. So the champion takes the challenge, and he's got two hit points left. And he's got a great weapon. So I strike first, because I'm agility five. So I got... It's a, it's a fours to hit with battle focus and re-roll, because I've got the, the guy in there. So I roll a six and a one. So I get two hits. Because of battle focus, I reroll the one. I get another. Yeah. I get another one. So I've got two hits. I'm like, what's your resilience? Resilience four. I'm on a Pegasus. I'm like, all right. Well, it's twos to wound. Twos to wound. Okay, AP four. So what's that? It's like, well, it's a five up save or something. It's like, failed them. All right, Aegis. Oh, failed them as well. It's like, well, I guess you're dead then. <laughs> 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 so so basically, he charged his his lord in. I took the challenge of the champion and splattered him with a champion. <laughs> oh, man. That's the best. That's yeah. the best feeling. So it was like 800 points swing in, uh, in turn six to give me a 17-3 win. Perfect, man. Which was, which was <laughs> a, a very nice uh, way to, um, to end the game. Yeah, it's I think it yeah. would have been like a 14 or a 15 without that. But that was, that was a very nice way of uh, changing it. Yeah. And how did your round go? So the round went 88 to 72. So small win. Yep. 
Um, nice. But I think I think this is a really good example in games of like how you can actually tilt, uh, like a game. Like if if you feel like you're losing and then you're really trying hard to win, and, um, and then you do something stupid just to try and get points, and then but the risk is like way too high. But at, at this level yeah. of play, like. Like that, that, that point swing is quite a big point swing. So yeah, that's that's definitely definitely a, a tournament point, right? Yeah, like it's, it's, it's at least at least it's, it's, at least two tournament points. Yeah, and since there's nobody was capping, right? Then that's only it's like, well, this really matters. Like, yeah, that, yeah. That, that actually changes. And like at that would have put us down to like eighty six seventy four. So yeah, so definitely. I mean and if and if that goes across all the games then it makes a big difference right so yeah. so there was there was a lot of risk for him and not much reward because I mean for me yeah. even if he he'd have killed the champion he'd have won combat I'd have been on a discipline nine with a reroll for two turns yeah he would maybe fine. killed a character but then the risk was that I just declined the challenge and punk him yeah yeah which is probably what you would do next turn right yeah exactly yeah. I, I actually remembered one thing that was kind of funny in my game. Uh, so, uh, like, it, when he was rushing me, and then in turn uh, two or something, he's, like, looking at the, making loads of charges, and he calls over his captain for a timeout, and he's like, oh, should I do this, blah, blah, blah. The captain's like, yeah, yeah, just, you know, just have fun, just go for it, you'll be okay. And he, like, declares all these charges into some marksman, and, like, all the good things fail, like the hunter, the monsters, and so on, and only the jetties make, in, make it in, so, I, like, I could kill those. And then I have this like juicy counter charge with one of with my grudge busters. But I like look at the board in my turn and then I'm a bit stressed because he's so slow. So I just like declare the obvious charges, move them, and then I'm like, wait a second. Fuck. And he's like, Yeah, sorry dude, that like it's ETC, like we can't like I can't let you like let you charge the stuff after you move. And I'm like, Really? I mean fair enough. Oh, yeah, come like on. I mean come on, you're playing in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, I know, but they were taking it very I think for uh, for them, they were really like they were tr trying to win, right? So, I, kind of thing. But it, it was really funny, and the, like it was kind of we we had a laugh about it because like you know he was gonna table like roll over me anyway, right? And then and then I, he gave me like a really good counter charge, and I'm like just just completely blindsided and just went ah oh, let's just move on like to movement phase, no problem. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then he gave you shit like the rest of the game because it's like, oh, I gave you a charge. Like you could have, you could have swung the game back, but you just like, didn't take it. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So we ended up eighty-eight seventy-two, and you were you got cap right? Yeah. Yeah. So so just sixty points for us. Yeah. So uh, who did you play game two? Yeah, so uh, so we we had some lunch. Like, did you guys? You guys didn't have lunch at the venue, right? Like, we I actually no, we so we, got, we got we got pizza we got pizza ordered in. Well, Cole was in his fucking Lamborghini, just like shot <laughs> off into town and brought some pizza back. Yeah, so so I turned up on the on the practice days, and I realized like there was absolutely nothing to get for food around there. So so I just uh, I caved and I ordered the the event lunch things which were quite expensive but to be honest like the the, the convenience of just having it was quite okay it was good so so I had that and the lunch was fine but just just like a bit bit more bit more pricey than you what you would hope yeah I mean they're, uh, they're putting so, a premium on it right yeah yeah exactly but then the, in the second game I was paired once again against New Zealand 
So uh, they they also got capped. So we uh, we got to play them again, which was, to be honest, really nice. Like they're great guys. And uh, this time, like the first time, I got paired into a green, which I lost. So I like lost the confidence out of my of my captain. So now he paired me into an orange, which was the uh, a dwarf. Is, for, for you, is orange is that medium? Uh, yeah, yeah. We only have three. So green is like good. Essentially, green is like win. So it's like I think officially it's something like thirteen plus. And red is uh, seven or less, I think. And then the orange is somewhere in between, like thirteen and and uh, eight or twelve and eight or whatever. Like, okay, so it's, it's because like a... because for us we have we have different distinctions. We have yeah. We have uh, yellow, which is medium. Orange, which is like a small loss. Green is like a small win. Yeah. Red is like a really bad loss, and then dark green is like a really big win. But I I don't have any dark greens on my matrix. I think I think you're pairing. Uh, version of doing the pairing is a lot better especially for a list like mine where i would say as a dwarf player i, I don't think you can ever really like unless you build your list in a very different way than mine say like oh i'm definitely winning this big because you always have the your opponent always has the option to just fuck off and not engage you and then it's like well i'm, I'm probably not gonna not gonna win very big right yeah as uh, so so yeah I, I mean this is this is something that i think like people who lead the teams have to sort out but it, like for me I, I i think something like what you have like a five step scale is is more productive yeah, but I uh, but i think the the motivation was like people in our team aren't like you know like they, they can't really predict well enough to to have such a granular understanding of what they will get i guess was kind of the motivation yeah okay. which is fair, fair fair enough you know yeah, so, so this so, so, one was an orange, which is like a medium. Yeah, exactly. Like a, like a medium, like draw or, or a bit swingy, essentially. Uh, because it was a dwarf off, right? So it's like two dwarf lists playing each other. I think you're a lot of times it's going to come down to your dice and, and you play, actually. Uh, so I turn up against this guy who's one of the Americans on the, um, on the New Zealand team. His name is Jeff. And he he was actually a, like a really nice guy, but kind of quiet. Like he was, especially when you played, he was kind of difficult to chat up. But then after the game, he was he was really nice, and we were talking about life or whatever. Uh, but but he like he had you know he, he told me he had played since like first edition of Warhammer, so like this is like a fucking mega veteran. Like he's and he's played at like I don't know like probably most ETCs that I've ever been kind of thing. <laughs> And he, he knew how to play dwarves. And I, when I played him, I realized I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. Like, that, that was my experience. <laughs> like, um, like every every time he did anything, like, just when we chose sides, when we deployed, I was like, as soon as uh, after I did something, and then he did something to counter it, and I was like, oh, 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 oh shit, I've made a mistake here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I'd be constantly amazed by him playing dwarves, and it uh, actually the dwarf match, dwarf versus dwarf matchup is really weird because, like, normally when you play dwarves, you have to worry so much about people rushing you, right? But then suddenly you're playing as an opponent, which is just as slow as you are. So then suddenly it gets like really technical, but also like not just technical in like how you move, but also in how you, for example, if you deploy somewhere. I mean, you don't have time to get to a certain place, but it still matters a lot how you move there because your opponent has the same kind of limitation as you. So I, I found it actually really fun and quite interesting to play dwarves against dwarves, but it is the, it, it, it takes a lot more like mental uh, like efforts than it does to play a normal matchup because you have to think about everything like so much. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, so he, he, he had like a, he had like two, he had like a big unit of, of uh, Greybeards, I think, uh, two big shooting units. Gray what? Uh, Runecraft or... 
Ah, oh, shit. Uh, what are they called? Grey... What are they called? Greybeards? No. Longbeards, right? No, Longbeards is the... That's the... Uh, that's the Games Workshop name. Oh, then maybe they are Greybeards. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, drink. So, okay. uh... <laughs> he had a runecrafted organ gun and a cannon and some copters. And uh, essentially he got aside with... Like, I felt like I had to hide my shit behind a hill from his war machines. And I deployed outside of the... Orgagon range, and we kind of looked at each other. He shot some shit. The objective was the uh, the two pennies, and he had uh, put them kind of like I put the first one in the middle of the board, and then he put the other one kind of on the side uh, towards my lines because because his deployment zone is, is further on because we were playing like the attacker defender deployment zone. Uh, so I think his idea is like he was going to push down the side with what his big uh, graybeard unit with a BSB and a runesmith towards the end and just get to get the objective. And I have all my like shooters standing around there. So he's like playing better than me, he's taking off all my shit on the other flag, killing <laughs> shit. And then <laughs> towards the end, he's like, okay, I'm going to push him with my graybeard. So he's moving them up. I'm like shooting off as many as I can. Uh, and then he, on the, I think uh, like on turn five or something, he charges out this BSB. It's one of my uh, uh, blocks waiting there to just hold them off the objective. And he turns the big unit graybeards with a runesmith in them to look at my stuff. And I have like two grudge busters saved behind the hill. They've kept away from the cannons the whole game for just for this charge. Uh, so, <laughs> Here they go. <laughs> so, so then in the magic phase, he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna buff the the uh, like uh, the BSB with two buffs." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, okay, minus one to wound on a guy with like fucking four hit points, one plus reroll, you know, all yeah, this bullshit." Whatever, like, okay, you're not gonna cool. kill him anyway. Yeah, like, it's like the one mistake he does the whole game. And then I dispel all the buffs on the graveyard unit. So then he uses his rune of... Uh, he has like a rune which reduces the movement of a flying unit by half. Uses that on one of the closest grudge busters. I have like an infantry unit on like a 6, so they get in. And then I have a grudge buster on a 10 and a grudge buster on a 12. Pick up the dice for the first grudge buster, need a 10. Get like a 7 or something. I'm like, oh, okay, it's not in. Pick up the cheap dice for the second grudge buster. Here, go the two sixes. Here we go. Up come the two sheep, in the goes, on the like, corner. He has no buffs on. I just like kill a shit ton of graybeards. He attacks back and he like just doesn't break my rack, so I'm like breaking his steadfast as well. Perfect. He uh, he auto breaks, and then I'm like, okay, well I just need to restrain here. Then I get this objective and we tie the objective. Perfect. <laughs> Pick up my two restrain dice. Roll an 11. I'm like, ah, oh, oh, fuck you. No. <laughs> so we're right next to the board edge. So I'm like, okay, well, well, okay, let's see. How far is this? So he's pressuring. We're like, okay, if you get a 7, you're off the board and you don't score an objective. I'm like, okay, okay. Pick up my two dice for overrun. One and a two. They yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> get the objective. And he, he was like, well, he was calculating the points. He's like, you just pulled like six tournament points back in one charge on a double six. <laughs> <laughs> so how did it end? Oh man! So it ended on a ten ten, but he was on to win like yeah, 64. yeah, big win. Then I just fucking diced him. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's better just to dice him. But he he made the mistake of charging in the the runesmith and then not buffing the unit, right? Yeah, exactly. Like the, if he had buffed the unit, he would have been fine. But it, it's it really. I think what's interesting about it is that it shows how, like, how on point you have to be just on the dwarf mirror because like he made he played everything perfectly the whole game except that one magic phase, and he and that cost him the win, you know. Whereas uh, like in other matchups, I think if you make like a, a single like a lot of times you can make mistakes that don't like don't punish you as much. But in the dwarf mirror, like the, those mistakes really like. Uh, 
I don't know, like they really pile on. Like, so it's quite an interesting matchup, actually. Cool. Okay, and how did the round end? Uh, we we got capped. So this time, <laughs> when we when they did have the two Germans weighing them down, the New Zealanders just like beat the shit out of us. <laughs> <laughs> so you you had you actually got capped twice then in yeah, game, we, game one. We got quite capped one. twice in the first first day. So uh, pretty Ouch. pretty rough first Ouch. day. Oof. Oof. Well, our round was no better because unfortunately oh. we 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 played against Poland. In round two. Yes, yeah, so you basically played against the, the reigning masters of ETC. Yeah, the reigning world champions, the many time world champions. Um, yeah, because Poland had played against again. Poland had played against Spain uh, in round one, which was great because they could like fight against each other and do all the bullshit shit that they want to do, and get out yeah. of the way. So it wasn't happening later in the in the tournament, but that meant that they only won small. So we also won small in the first round, which meant we got the short straw and had to fucking play Poland round two. So I got paired against Silver Nails. Now I had this as a, like an orange on paper, and then when so like a small yeah a small yeah. loss, and then when I saw the objective, I was like ah it spoils. No, what was it two pennies? Secure target. Yeah, two pennies. It's like ah I can probably play this to a draw because I can just sit on one penny, and like I've got enough shooting and stuff that that I can defend it. So, um, I put it down as a yellow, and then when I played it, I was like, yeah, this is more of an orange. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was a really fun no, game. Fun. It was a really fun game. I played against a guy called Thomas. Um, he, I think he's like, took tech or something on the forum. Um, he, he was, he was very, very accurate, like really nice guy. Um, I think in turn two or turn three, both our wizard masters went down the hole. <laughs> which was like okay <laughs> on the same turn <laughs> yeah on the same turn pretty much and i think uh, i think across the round i think three or four or five wizard masters like went <laughs> down the hole on the same turn <laughs> i think my, mine was the only one for us but i think they had a few few go down the hole um and basically like i took the first turn and i managed to shoot off some Kestrel, Kestrel knights and then he just fucking rinsed me. Like he had like way too much shooting, and I, I was really trying to hide in the corner, and just protect that one objective. But he just fucking pushed everything in my face. And I, he played. He was such a good, honestly, like such a good player. He's very fair. Um, and That's yeah, like I went. Team. I went. You didn't have any uh, like team Paul and issues like. No, 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 not not at all. Because we, I mean. Oh, obviously, there's some like stereotypes, isn't there, when you're playing against Poland that they're really hard to play with and they're not very nice guys and all this. But, but at the same time, like, I, I, the guy that I was playing against was super nice guy. He was playing quickly. We had no issues at all. But I feel like maybe, like Kieran also said the same about Furian. Like he played against Furian and he said that he was a gent, absolute gent the whole game. But he was also getting his shit pushed in. So, I feel like. Yeah, I think so they're really nice guys when, when they're winning, but then maybe when they're losing, they're going to go up against the wall and then they're a bit more hard to play against. But, I mean, he was winning the whole game and so if there was no issues, really. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. But I, I didn't go down 20. To be honest, I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather, rather do that than have, like have to play a game where people are really annoying to play against. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I went down 17-3, unfortunately. 
But I, I managed to keep some points, but we, we got capped on the round, so it didn't really matter. I don't think it was a big cap, but we got we got solidly capped. Solid um, cap. Yeah. And then in the evening, we went to the bar. And yeah, but wasn't this, no, I think uh, this was the evening where you had, like, the executive uh, board uh, dinner or some shit, right? Correct, exactly. So I went to the executive board dinner, and uh, I sat next to Mr. Yeah. Gobbo, Dennis, and he's like, I've just started drinking. I was like, well, let me let me welcome you to the fold. He's like, do you want to get a bottle of wine? I was like, yes, Dennis, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, yes, Dennis. <laughs> so we, we proceeded to, between the two of us, smash a bottle of wine. And uh, over nice. over dinner, then I met up with all the boys at the bar that we've been going to for the last three nights. Yeah. And um, yeah, so maybe I'll I'll tell my thing uh, before then because uh, because I I I ate dinner with the Irish because basically everybody in Team Scotland was like super sad. So me and France we get back with them and then they're 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 gonna like barbecue or something and we're like, well, this seems a bit. Let's not do, stay here. Uh, somebody drive us to town quickly. So. <laughs> We drove to town. We had dinner with with the Irish people. We had a bit of trouble getting a, a restaurant again, but we like had dinner somewhere. It was insanely warm, but yeah, we managed to get there. Managed to get uh, get over the bar, and then uh, we met up with you again. Yeah, exactly. And I, I I kind of appeared at some point, I guess. But this this to me was like the biggest night. Like I drank yeah, like so, so much this night. We were just drinking, drinking. We were yeah. having like shots of tequila. I. Would, yeah. I, I got you know you know when you get the text message like on your phone like on which is your bank like you spent 40 euros at this place i got like six <laughs> notifications from the same fucking bar on the same night i was like oh my god like i only got them like two days ago i was like fuck like i, I spent like yeah, was... i spent 80 euro at the bar at etc the day before and then i spent i think i spent like 200 euro at the bar or something like just buying fucking rounds yeah it was it was stupid i was buying like tequila shots Fucking yeah. everything. Everything. Yeah, I, I almost maxed out my credit card on this trip, by the way. I saw that now when I came back. I'm like, if we stayed like another two days, I probably would have just run out of credit card. <laughs> I was like, I was yeah, like it, buying, buying euros from Colin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so one thing that happened this evening, which was fucking fantastic, is that we're there and we're like at the bar hanging out. And then this, like, one of the Norwegian guys comes, like, the I don't know what his name is, like, the really tall guy. Jorun. Uh, sorry? Jorun. Jorun. So he comes up to the bar and he goes, like, how much for a beer? And the, the bartender is like, oh, it's, like, f- five for this one and, and six for this one. And then he's like, how much for 15 beer? And he's like, well, it's five for this one, and six for this one. And then he's like doing his mental calculation. You can see his like gears whirring in his head while he's trying to convert this to Norwegian money. And he's like, oh, yes, it's like cheapest chips because Norwegian money is like literal gold. <laughs> and then he, I don't know how many he ordered in the end. Was it like I think he ordered 15 beers? 15 beers, yeah. <laughs> 15 beers. <laughs> oh, that was such a good time. Yeah, so we were, we were with like the Norwegians, the Danes, the, I think you guys were there. Like, the English yeah, were there, yeah, yeah. and the right. Welsh were there, and we basically just went bar to bar drinking tequila all night, and it was like me and yeah, Mal like, like, holding each other to get home in the evening. I was like so drunk. Yeah. 
so so uh, you you fucked you really you really fucked up for us as well like this was the night where i was like Frass, we <laughs> yeah, have to get we, home. We Frass, and, and he was just like so no i want to i want to sleep <laughs> i want to sleep on henry's floor and you were like Frass, you're not sleeping on my floor and he's like no i don't want to go home but that's because that's because he pissed the bed the night before <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you you pissed the bed there's absolutely no way you're sleeping on my floor <laughs> yeah, so he stayed at the English people's last night or so, or like the night before. And yeah. they, I uh, apparently, according to the English, which is you know, are they trustworthy? I don't know, Probably but uh, but he said that he missed the bed. Yeah, I, th- I think Fraz confirmed it. Like when I saw him the day before, and I gave him a hug, I was like, "You smell bad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I managed to wrangle Fraz. I think we we tried to go to the club, but then when we were halfway there, we realized it was already three o'clock, so the club was closed. So then then I was just like, right, okay. I'm, I'm putting my foot down fast. We're getting a cab, and he was like, "No!" <laughs> and then I managed to finally get him in the cab. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right. So that was our. I was out, that was our day one at ETC. Um, so uh, let's take a, a quick. Let's take a quick break now. We'll come back, and we're gonna have Andy and Christopher on, and we can start with game two. So, Fraz, tell us about the super gonorrhea. Right, so I basically lived in China for like a year. Just like the Chinese ghetto. Big fucking hairy armpits, big bushy fanny, it wasn't even good, right? She's so hairy. They're like, Jesus, like... Was it a man? Oh, I'm hitting like... I'm hitting like... I'm struggling to hit like... Keep... Keep... Fraz Jr. is like... Fucking on a mission, right? And then I came back and I started peeing blood when I got back in Scotland. And like, oh, it's like needles, needles. So what was? Okay, what was? It was like, it was like, you know, see when you're peeing. I have so many questions. What's the difference blood. between super gonorrhea and regular gonorrhea? It's basically you have chlamydia and gonorrhea at the same time. It's called uh, super gonorrhea. So, so you got chlamydia basically. Yeah, so basically I've had the best thing in the world. Chlamydia three times and uh, super gonorrhea. So basically chlamydia four times. But fuck it. Right, right. So see if you die and you've got an STD, have you even completed life? I mean, he has one. But so yeah, look at all your feet. You know what? All your feet. All your. If you've not had, if you've not had an STD, have you have you lived life enough? No, probably not. But Fraz, have you have you had have you had butt plugs? I know what a butt plug is. Yeah. Have you had it up your ass? No. Have you lived? Have you lived? I've had my bum licked. Have you even lived? I've had my bum licked. I've had my. I've never had a butt plug, right? So, boys, he has not lived. I've had, like, you know, a big. A big. I mean. I took a girl home from a night out and she licked my bum, and I've been on a night out dancing, sweating, and she's fucking came home with me and licked my fucking sweating. Imagine getting. Imagine getting your butt licked after you see. And she and she loved it. And I and it's you know no I was like, so, salty. Yeah. Salty. Yeah. Oh, she, she, yeah. what, what happened yeah. she went like that, right? So like what like how open are you? It's like I will try everyone. I was like, have you ever had your butt licked? I was like, well, no, just like me, you said you'd try it. Fuck it, man. Fuck it. Wait, 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 wait. I've got a male hip. I didn't know my hip could go that far back. The question I want to ask is, what position were you when she licked your butt? 
I was sitting on the couch, but it was basically my back was on the couch and my, yeah, I, my legs were dangling. <laughs> my, 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 my legs were in the sky. Upside down lady yeah, bird. Like, like, have you ever seen a turtle yeah. on his back? <laughs> that was me, man. That was me. <laughs> turtle on the back. Yeah, all the prize are moving. Stop recording, please. Oh, is that Look at me and it's what I stay for A little lack of the fantasy that we believe in So welcome back to Amatime Podcast, episode number 76 This is ETC, day two in Pizarro 2022 Yeah, yeah. So this, this was the hangover day This was say. the hangover day Yeah but we should introduce so, like, our new guests. We've got we've got Andy and Christopher just arrived. Hello. Hello, hello. Christopher's doing some last minute hobby for a tournament that we're playing tomorrow. It's definitely not last minute. Do you want a beer or something? Oh, you got one. I've got one. And uh, and Andy's just uh, chilling. Definitely finished my army like a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> Never tried that before. But... It's been a quick project for you, right? <laughs> Six months. Yeah. That's Warriors is like really yeah. so no problem there. We're playing tomorrow. First yeah. round. First round. Oh, you guys playing against each other? Yeah. 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 Cool. First, first round. Um, so maybe one. <laughs> maybe some of the miniatures will go on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I dropped oh, out the window. <laughs> Sabotage. That's how I roll. So guys, we we've been going through our etc coverage, and we're on we're on day two. So just to set the scene, we've been out drinking. I don't remember what time I got home. I stumbled in about probably about four or five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I wake up with my alarm going off at 7.30. And I know that I have to get the cab at eight. And I'm drunk. I am so <laughs> drunk when I wake up. It's like, because I'm staying at like a different hotel just down the road. And I'm like, fuck, I am drunk. Like stand up, like my head's spinning. I'm like... Okay, yeah, like, I'm just going to throw myself in the shower, like sit sit in the shower, just turn the cold tap on, like, fuck, <laughs> sober me up, sober me up. And we know how that works. Like, I, wasn't, I wasn't hungover, I was just like drunk. I was just like hammered. So like, I get dressed and I, I can hardly see everything like spinning. I got my sunglasses on, I was like stumbling down the street and I just see a, a taxi at the end of the road. I'm like, that must be the taxi. So I just jump in. And it's the boys there, I'm like, yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I just kind of like put my head against the side of the taxi and like just survive until I get to ETC. I'm like, I'm literally, I just need to lay down and just sleep for half an hour, then I'm going to be fine. So I lay down, I sleep under the table somewhere for half an hour. Someone's given me like a, I've, like, I, I got there and someone's said, I can't remember if I got it yes, the day before and I had no clothes, but I was wearing an American ETC shirt. I don't know how I got it. It could have been the day before when I was shit-faced. It might have been that morning when I got there and someone wanted to trade shirts. But I was wearing an American ETC shirt, fall asleep under the table, and someone like pokes me and wakes me up. It's like, we're playing Wales again. You got Slatch again. I'm like, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you missed you miss the, miss the gashes where we, where I drank Slatch under the table after 16 cocktails, two bottles of limoncello and some beers. Who would have thought that would put someone under a table? Well, we were drinking, we were drinking the spilled tequila off the floor at some point. So it was Jesus pretty Christ. like disastrous. 
But I was like, okay, right. Yeah. Same tactic. Let's go. So I was like, Slash, I think it's your round. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm not drinking. I'm like, yeah, but, but, it's, but it's your round. He's like, nah. I'm like, really? Really? Did I break you that bad? He's <laughs> like, yeah. So I've got a little soundbite to insert here about which I recorded on the day from Slash. I'm just going to put that in here and you can uh, you can hear it firsthand from the, the man himself. Slash, welcome to Amatime Podcast. Yeah. So we we, uh, we paired into each other again yes. for round three. And uh, the first round's probably going to be immortalised at some point, but yes. can, can you just say what you just said to me? I'm not allowed to drink today. Why? Because my team won't let me. Why? Because I'm a pussy. Thank you. So, so this was a red matchup, and of course, and without it, and, and it's seriously for the second time. Yeah, we played him in the gashes. Jesus, okay. Like a warm-up game. Okay. And uh, so I was like, okay, well, I mean, it's it's not going to go as well as last time because he's not shit-faced. So. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to try and save as many points as possible, but he just, it was, I can't remember what, do you remember what the objective was? Uh, uh, this one was Breakthrough, I think. Breakthrough, yeah. So, Slash has been a puss, he wasn't drinking, and uh, I was like, well, there's no way I can win this game, so I'm just going to have to corner up and take as many points as possible. I think I got a lucky, a lucky charge into some Huntsman with a Chariot, didn't kill them, Chariot got killed, he basically proceeded to shoot me off very gradually. Um, and then I got a bit lucky because I killed some Pathfinders. They failed a break test and just eventually fled off the table after a few failed break tests. So I got a bit lucky in that. Um, but uh, yeah, otherwise he shot me off and I lost six six fourteen. So I mean I was pretty happy with that and that was largely due to the Pathfinders fleeing off the table. Um, but we capped them. That's not too bad. That's not bad. Yeah, but again, I, I'm the same thing as the Gashes. I took one for the team and everyone else got good matchups and we fucking, we capped the shit out of them. So it wasn't a problem. So you didn't get first turn? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a reference to uh, the statistics saying that if Dreadolves get the first turn, there's a 52% chance they win. And if they get the second turn, there's like a 27% chance they win. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I didn't get this first turn in this game. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, so for me, uh, for me, I uh, in the morning I was uh, like I wasn't actually that that bad. I was I was hungover, but not not like completely wrecked. But Fraz Fraz was like far gone. Fraz so he, was dead. <laughs> like, he was know, so and, dead. He was like, yeah, dude, he was I can't dead. even talk. <laughs> yeah, Fraz, Fraz doesn't deal well with hangovers, which is really funny because he also drinks like a fucking like maniac. He, but then he just, like, I've never met someone who drinks does, as much as me, and he, this guy drinks as much as me. He's half the size of me, and he just can't do hangovers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like he's super small, and also his hangovers are just the worst. So he was like completely wrecked, but like uh, Callum had made like uh, sausages and scrambled egg for breakfast. So I like stumble up, Hero. look around, I see these, and I'm like, is this leftovers from yesterday? They're like, no, 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 this is breakfast. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. Amazing. So I have those in the morning and I feel much better. And then we were just about to leave and somebody's like, well, we have to go get Frass. And he's like still in his bed. So we like drag him out of his bed, put some clothes on him, put him in the car, get to the venue. 
Uh, and then at the venue, I walk in, and the first thing I see is Henry sleeping on the table. I'm like, yeah, the EPC is here. <laughs> We're so, back. Uh, boys in the running. Sorry? I was just saying, that's uh, the true podium spirit of ETC. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The Irish have that But I literally, I just needed like, I just needed 30 minutes just to close my eyes because I was still drunk. I just needed to sober up. I just needed 30 minutes yeah. of sleep and then I was fine. I was absolutely fine. I was ready to go again. But, you know, Slash didn't want to drink with me. So. And everybody yeah, knows you play your best when you're drunk. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I got, I got six points yeah. out of a red matchup. So I was happy with that. Really good. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely, definitely good for still being drunk. I yeah, I would have been happy with a four and or half five. The second turn, that's yeah, and the second turn as well. So, uh, but uh, so so we had Slovenia in the first round, which uh, so that that's quite good. I mean, we've been capped twice, so uh, so obviously so it, the, you were definitely going to be playing Slovenia. Play, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weaker team. So in Slovenia, they had uh, quite a lot of uh, Italians that uh, like sub in uh, because they couldn't get enough people to come. So I was playing an uh, Italian uh, player with, uh, it was playing ID. And uh, this is, I thought this was quite a good matchup for me because he had like, he didn't have any fighty characters. He had like a guy on a mini bull, which I was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just count that. Like, that's not gonna be a problem. And then, uh, and then he didn't really have anything else to fight me. So just like pushing my big block right in the face of the Bastion. But like this game, like every time he went to cast Raven's Wing, I like saved all my dice. And then he goes like four dice Raven Wing, Rolls like 24 or something. I'm like, oh, uh, okay, let me dice? try to solve my five dice. No, I can't. Okay, the fucking Bastion teleports away again. So I'm just chasing this fucking Bastion around, trying to get all his points. And then at one point, I make like a really bad mistake where he, um, uh, he like chaffed my, my block with like a unit of, uh, of, uh, what fuck, what are they called? Vassals, like a unit of 20. And then on the other side, he's like, uh, his, his Bastion and some other shit is like looking at one of my like units of shooters. But when he goes to sh so in my head, I'm like, okay, well, he's going to charge my shooters or I have to charge them. I'm going to flee off the board, which is going to leave him on like a fail charge. And then my block is just going to turn around and kill him. Uh, or he's going to have to move away and leave my shooters alone. But when he goes to shoot, he, he panics the shooting unit off the board. So there's no unit there. <laughs> And then I'm like, well, in my head, I forget to process this. So I still charge his chaff. So then he <laughs> and suddenly my block is like chasing some chaff while the bastion is like moving into my backfield. I'm like, oh, so, uh, so that just, that really, that cost me to win. I think in a matchup was, I had as a, as a medium, but, uh, but it, yeah, it went, it went badly uh, from there. Like I shut off everything else, but his bastion was just teleporting around, shooting all my shit and he scored objectives. So I lost uh, 14, six, I think. Ouch. Okay, and how about yeah, the round? So Did you... I'm assuming you capped them though. Yeah, yeah. We other than that, so like I think I think I might have been the only loss. Maybe like otherwise we just capped them. So so it was it was a good round and it, it was not a problem. But I was a bit frustrated with myself that I was in a good matchup again and then I make one mistake and it uh, the hour. I mean, of course you can't control the dice, right? But I just couldn't fucking dispel that one spell and just kept teleporting shit around. Nah. Oh well. I mean, you win some, you lose some, right? So. So another loss, but the team won. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The team won, so everybody's happy. I don't really care if I lose or win. Uh, so, so it was, it was good. And cool. etc. But if it's about the team winning, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so in that regard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> did you manage to sleep at lunch, or did you just keep going? I powered through at this point. I mean, I'd had my power nap, so that was all I needed. 
on the floor. That's right. <laughs> you saw, I saw the picture. <laughs> Face down on the floor, power nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all you need. Like, I, honestly, it was, I was comfy. I was, like, I can sleep anywhere if I'm tired. So, yeah. Got, got, I had my power nap in. I was ready, ready to go for game oh, four. <laughs> so, we, obviously, we'd, we'd had a... So, at this point, we'd had a big win, a big loss, and a medium win. So we we're, we're we're going up up in the uh, estimations in the in the tournament. So we got paired against Belgium, who are a pretty good team. Um, I got paired against the Kingdom of Equitain, which was the captain. I think he was also called Thomas. Can't remember. There's too many Thomases. There's a few Thomases I played across the across the the weekend, but yeah, I had it down as like a yellowy average match. Um, which was fine. Uh, the objective was spoils uh, the objective of war. Was, uh, spoils of war. Correct. Spoils of war. Was yeah. Three pennies. Yeah. Um. So I think. Again, like I kind of cornered up a bit because he had this Pegasus guy. He was honestly he was such a good player. Like he he made like very few mistakes. Um. I think in the second turn there was like. He was, like, really overthinking it. There was, like, a lot of chaff going on, like, chaff battle happening. Like, I didn't kill his chaff, and then he could chaff me, and then I could chaff him, and we were, like, back and forth. And basically, I had the opportunity to charge the chariot into the flank of something, and then overrun into the questing knights where my judicators could, could kind of clip, which would make me win the combat. And then... I would then the next turn I would just destroy him, re reform and then charge something, but the the bad thing was that he had his Pegasus character in a unit of, auto sergeants, that could then, like counter charge. So I couldn't I couldn't chaff it because it can fly, so what I decided to do was like, okay I'm gonna charge my gorgons in to the, to the auto sergeants with a character in, because they're supernal so they're not gonna die. They're not going to run away because they're demons. So just one has to survive. And I could charge a chariot in as well. So I needed a 10 for the chariot into the auto sergeants. And a 7 for the chariot into the chaff. To overrun into the flank of the, of the questing knights. And like a 3 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the issue was that both chariots failed the charge. Nice. Oh shit. Yeah. So this was bad. And then, then it got worse. When I realised that the, the peg guy had... Valor instead of excellence, which meant he has multiple wounds two against fear, and the Gorgons cause fear. So I thought he had five attacks, which he did, but I didn't know he had multiple wounds two. So he was like yeah, five attacks. attacks. So so five attacks, hitting on twos, wounding on twos, rerolling my age of saves. So the Gorgons <laughs> just went bang, yeah. and then What's he could the just he could just turn and charge whatever the fuck he wanted. So this obviously went very badly. And then I was like, okay, hide, 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 hide. Save points, save points, save points. So, yeah, th that, was, that was the big mistake I made, like, not actually understanding what the fuck he had in his duke. Because they're, like, they've got, like, <laughs> seven levels of complexity, these King of Everton characters. But that's yeah, just how it is. Yeah, that's just how it is. And I made the mistake, and I ended up, ended up saving three points at the end of the game. But, yeah. So it was a th uh, 3 to 17 again. Um... And we also got capped on the round, so again, didn't really matter that much in the end. But Belgium, a really good team, and the guy that I played, really nice guy, very, very accurate player, like, had a really fun game, so it wasn't the end of the world. Okay, good. 
But like, so so when you guys were you were hitting the top, getting punched back down, we're still rising, baby, because like we we get capped twice. We've we've capped ourselves now back to the first one, and then we play a team uh, that's uh, not at the very bottom, right? But we te- play Team Austria, which is also like okay, that's, also that's, not the strongest yeah, team. Yeah, maybe say. an easier round. Yeah. Yeah. So so te- I would say Team Austria. The the biggest thing for them is that they just don't they didn't pair well at all. So I think we all got like quite good pairings, and I I once again get paired into a dwarf mirror. Uh, but I, this time I got paired into a dwarf mirror where like my list favors me. So I play against Bertie, which uh, I would assume many people know from the forum. I I've uh, I've so, uh, see him around, let's say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so the so the funny thing is that I played against Bertie uh, in a tournament in Salzburg like a month before ETC. And we played almost exactly the same lists. Like I, I made one, I made like one change where I changed the, my king from a shield bearer to a war throne, so he's he's more killy, and that changed has changed like the whole dynamic of, of how the lists work against each other. Because before, like his dwarf list is like a, he has like a king's guard block and a deep watch block, two flame cannons, shooters in core, some gray beards to vanguard with throwing weapons. And uh, he has a BSP on shield bearers and a king on uh, on for- on throne and some magic. And before his king could beat mine, so I couldn't fight him. But now I upgraded my king, so now my king is like at least at the same level as his. It's like a dicey matchup, kind of like you don't know who's gonna win. They're about the same. Uh, but that means that I can I don't have to hide at all. I can just spread out. So the last time I like fucking. He has miners as well, so I kind of put myself in a corner. I played pretty badly, and he beat me like 15-5, 16 oh, You lost against Bertie. Oh, dear. And, and this time, this time he also, it's funny because we talked about it last time, right? So he kind of like, he was like, this is what you did wrong, because he's a really nice guy in real life, actually. And, uh, <laughs> in real life. You taught me how to beat you. I'm going to fuck like, this, now it's going to come back to you. So I deploy much better. I played for once, like, it, this is, I feel like, the first game where I actually played really well. And uh, I played well, I played really wide. I fucking ignored his miners, because it turns out miners don't do shit in the Dwarf Mirror, because don't do enough damage to really kill the War Machines effectively. And and I just, like, I also had the dice with me. So, uh, yeah, it, it was it was, uh, it was a really interesting game. Uh, but uh, in the end, we kind of, like, pushed in towards the center for one of the most important spells of war. And uh, he like he had like he oh, yeah it was, it was so fucked like the dwarf mirror is so weird so we're deploying and it's marching columns so you have to deploy like one unit after another and then at one point he goes like I'm gonna put a line of Kingsguard in like a single file like twenty long Kingsguard on my what? line and I'm why like, what the fuck is going on why is the Kingsguard in a fucking line I don't understand what's going on in this game and, it, and then I have to, like, is sit he worried about think, your, so your... Like, Grudge what the cannon catapult things are? So, that, so that what he does is that he puts them in line so he can put his two flame cannons that are large behind and get cover so I can't shoot them off. That's essentially the thing ah, that happened. Okay, smart. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a good move, but but because of at some point I pushed into the center towards this unit and he didn't have time to reform up so I could like get a charge with my uh, Death Star <laughs> and, and this King's, line. King's of King's <laughs> Yeah, and then he joined this king on the edge, and basically I have like a grudge buster on one side and then my deep watch on the other side. So he has like a his king is outside of combat. So he has a, a, a like his option is like where do I uh, reform my king to? Like what do I kill? And his choice was to 
go for the BSB who was on one corner of my unit rather than going for, for example, the Grudge Buster. <laughs> and then the so I think this is the wrong decision. I think you want to go for the Grudge Buster, kill that because it's gonna you know it does a lot of damage uh, because of all the grind attacks, right? So you just kill it the first turn, and then he can reform again uh, with make way to put him into contact with whoever he wants. Yeah. Uh, but he, he doesn't do that, so he goes to the BSP, and then his king is kind of strike by BSP. He's like hitting on force with hatred, have strength seven or something, so he's going to wound it on twos, and then he has D3 wounds, and I have like a five plus save or something. Okay, so and, he, uh, so he Yeah, him. he just rolls terribly and does one wound to my fame. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. Buster just goes in and kills like, fucking, I kill like 14 King's Guard on the first turn out of like 18 dice. It was insane. Uh, so I, I played well and I diced him and uh, yeah and at the end I got the win this time for uh, nice. 16-4 congrats so I was, I was really happy with that one awesome so you, you, you smashed so, 30 once again yeah well he smashed me last time and now I smashed him so I like I learned how to play dwarves this is the third time ever I played the dwarf mirror so I'm like slowly <laughs> slowly learning a little bit cool so what was the score in the round so in the end we, we capped team Austria so our, our day 2 was pretty good 2 caps Nice. So you were break even after after four rounds. Yeah. So definitely happy with that. So everybody in Team Scotland was was uh, a lot happier with that. So we uh, afterwards we we like uh, so the thing last night was that Pablo, uh, the guy from New Zealand, he was uh, he was like really going like oh these girls they told me that we have to go to the club on Saturdays so we have to go out so we could go dancing. I'm like yeah I want to go dancing and then you guys like fucked it completely and got like super drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was like he was so dead right he was like sleeping everywhere he could he got fucking destroyed in both his games <laughs> and uh, then we go back to the villa and Franz just goes up the stairs straight to bed no food nothing just goes to bed and i'm like well i really want to go out because like i talked to pablo i'm excited i want to go dancing i'm not that like i feel okay now uh so i'm waiting around and they're of course like fucking cooking dinner or whatever and uh, I'm Why like, okay, maybe I can like have dinner with them and then go. But it was obviously taking like way too long. So at some point, I'm like, okay, I really want to go out. Is, can anybody take me? Like, I know Fras is not here, but I'm, I'm just gonna pay for the taxi myself to get in. And they're like, oh yeah, cool. Uh, so I get in, but I haven't eaten, right? So they drop me somewhere in Pizarro, and then I'm like, fuck, how do I get food at like ten or something? So I, well, I have like fucking pizza from like a kiosk from like a kebab place. Oh, okay. <laughs> on my way to the bar. <laughs> So uh, really enjoying the Italian cuisine there. <laughs> but yeah, then I meet you up at the bar. Yeah, so yeah, I was also pretty like tired, let's say. But yes. but we, we were hanging out with the Norwegians and like I was just, I was talking to Jorn all night and we were just basically just getting shit-faced drinking beers. Like I think we were just, just drinking beer and beer and beer and beer and beer and like he was like slurring all over the place and I was like slurring all over the place. <laughs> And I think you you guys had gone to the club, and I, and you were like, do you yeah. want to come? And I was like, oh, I'm I'm good. I'm pretty tired, and I'm hanging yeah, out. Yeah, you were you were being a bit bit of a like I was like I, like at this point I had like only got in to go to the club. And I got there and I had like a drink or two, and then Pablo shows up and he's like, we should go to the club now. I'm like, okay, cool. And yeah. I tried to get you, and you're like, no, I don't I, know. I, don't I, feel was, like I wasn't like, I wasn't yeah, ready at that point. Whatever. I wasn't ready at that point. It was like twelve o'clock yeah, when you guys wanted to go. I know. I know. Like, uh, I needed, I, I needed like a little it. bit more buttering up before you, you forced me to go and yeah. dance. 
we were we were too excited to go dancing. Yeah. But but maybe it like you. So then you, so you just like drank and then you went home. Or yeah. Did so happen? so we were. I was like with Euron from Norway and all the Irish guys, and and we were just talk, shit talking and stuff, and we were like talking in ninth age, and then then at some point Euron goes, so you guys are from Southern Ireland, right? And everyone's like, quiet. Uh, okay <laughs> and then obviously we had to have the conversation and uh i was like very quiet just like okay like, i'm gonna let the irish guys take this one <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i dropped myself in it as well half the time so uh yeah and and then we we basically just got drunk and i think i was home at like two three o'clock but what what how was the club yeah, dude. So this this was the this was the big night for me. Like, <laughs> so we so I got to the club with with Pablo and two other people from New Zealand team. Mal, who's uh, also like Ma- super Mal's, cool, and Mal's this Serbian lad. guy Mal's who I can't lad. remember his name uh, at all. And so we're going to this club because Pablo has like chatted up to girls or something before, and they're like, "You have to go to the club." So so we're on the on the way there. And I'm talking like the Pablo and Mal are like going ahead, and I think we hooked up with somebody from Team Mexico as well. Um, and uh, the Serbian guy is talking to me about flirting, and he's like, he's so Serbian. He's like the most like okay, so you guys know, <laughs> is like, he you also guys know a walker the, like you now with the war, right? And they're talking <laughs> okay, about how like uh, you know Serbia is maybe going a bit more towards Russia and stuff. Like this guy was like fucking full on Russia. Like he was just like. He was like, yeah, they're doing fucking uh, atrocities against the Russians in Crimea and like all this kind of shit. And he's like giving me all this politics stuff, like really super pro-Russian stuff. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's cool. Let's not talk about it. I just <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then after a while, he's like, um, he looks at this woman uh, and he's like, look at that woman, Casimir. Her butt. That is exactly what I like. It is like, it's like a balloon. <laughs> it goes like straight out of her, out of her side. Like it's a, you know, she said it's like a, like it's a bubble. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's pretty cool, dude. He's like, I should go up to her and and tell her that she has an amazing ass. And I'm like, yes, um, yes, maybe, sure? maybe not, maybe not. It's like maybe that's not the best idea. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a good idea. I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I do it all the time. And I'm like, okay. And then he had told me before he was married, so I was like, I, I sort of jokingly, I'm like, oh, is that how you uh, met your wife? And he looks me dead in the face and says, yes. <laughs> he's me the story of like how he met his wife at a pub where he just like, he looked at her ass and he's like, that's a good ass. And then he goes up to this woman and goes like, you have a great ass. And she says, thank you. And that's how they initiated their relationship. <laughs> did, it, did it work so, with the Italian? Uh, so I, it worked later in the evening when after the club. That's what he did. It. He went up to like all the women and were like, "You have an amazing ass, <laughs> <laughs> and you have an amazing ass, and you have an amazing ass." <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to explain to him like how we flirt with women in Sweden and stuff, and he's like, "No, but the." I was like, yeah, but the woman, she, like, she wants to feel like you like her for her personality. Like, you need to, like, you know, you need to burn her up a little bit and stuff. And he's like, no, no, the woman needs to know what the man feels. <laughs> uh, so that was so Sim- pretty funny. Simpler life out there. Uh, yeah. So we, we get to the club, and tonight the club That's is really, place. like, Saturday is the, is the night. Like, it's completely packed. Like, uh, it's it's like a club which... Um, 
it has a bit of a dance floor and then it like opens up to the beach right and people are like on the beach there's tons of people fucking smoking weed there's like it just smells like weed everywhere and the dance floor is like packed with lots of people uh, it was like really quite nice because it was uh, like people from really all like all age groups all backgrounds like there's kids there there's like uh, people our age there's fucking retired people there were like a couple of like pensioners who was just like fucking rocking the dance floor like this lady was like at least 60 plus maybe more <laughs> just fucking loving it like Hammered this guy it. in a big white beard who was just like on the stage fucking dancing next to dj it was really it was really a good time um yeah so we we get there we're dancing i meet the uh, the dutch team they were there as well that was really nice because cool. uh, they had to go back like after their last game on Sunday, so they were just uh, they were going hard that evening. So I have this this one Dutch guy who's like holding on to a pillar, not to fall <laughs> over, and like everybody else is like dancing around him, and he's just like you know swaying, holding on for a bit, and he's like really trying, really trying to stay in the party, but after a while he just like goes and collapses in the beach chair. <laughs> um, we tried to go pee uh, in the, like somebody's like, oh, there's, the queue to the bathroom is too long, let's go pee in the sea, and obviously, like, because it's a club, every like all the guards around the sea knows that you want to go, so as soon as you start to run towards the sea, they like fucking flash you with bright lights and force you back. <laughs> so that was, that was again, like, with the paying beaches, right? Like, they just, they patrol them all the nights the, the, the Serbians getting flashbacks from the war yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck okay well, uh, it sounds so then, fun I, I think I missed out here yeah yeah this was a really good night so then the, we meet the the, uh, the girls that Pablo have sh- uh, like chatted up so they're like half German half Italian and I'm like trying to speak to this girl on the dance floor and she like breathes on me and it's just like it's just, like sticking your head in the bag of weed I'm like oh <laughs> Jesus <laughs> um, but yeah, but so so we're, the dancing was amazing, and then at uh, at some point I'm like, okay, the, the plan for the beginning was right. I don't have Fras with me, so I can just go home like when I want. So that means I'm gonna be able to go home like you know I'm gonna be able to get a cab. It's gonna be fine. But then that like it's too good. Like it's I'm having too much fun. Like there, you know, this, this Serbian guy is buying way too many drinks, and he's like being he's like taking your role. He's like. He buys us drinks, and me and Pablo have like you know at least two like two drinks, like one in each hand. And he's like, you "Guys, drinking too slow. I'm gonna go out and buy more drinks." And you're like, "Okay." Um, Sounds like a definitely yeah, so yeah, exactly. So then, uh, so then I'm dancing there, and then I'm like, uh, I'm looking at my clock watch, and I'm like, "Okay, I should I should really go soon, but it's too much fun, so I just stay the whole until it closes." And that, that was my mistake. So if I just left like 10 minutes before it closed, I could have still get a cab. But yeah, it as soon turns as it out closed, that right after closing, a cab. Yeah. it's just, it's impossible to get a cab. Like I tried to get them to help me call one uh, from the uh, from the bar, but they just, I don't know, they, they fucked it. They couldn't call a cab. So afterwards we go out and we're like uh, chatting to lots of people. Like the, the Serbia guy meets two, two guys from Nigeria. And they're like they're being really like they're uh, like uh, quite um, they're not very social. And the and then the the guy the Serbian guy is asking them like oh where are you guys going like what what is your like what are you doing and they're like we're gonna try to get to America, and he's like, no you don't get to America America's not good you should go to Russia instead. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so he tries to convince this to 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 Nigerian guys that they should emigrate to Russia instead of emigrating to uh, <laughs> to America, and. Um, and in the end, I think, like, I left them, and then a bit later, I come back, and they're, like, best friends. So I'm like, okay, maybe you convinced <laughs> them to go to Russia. Who knows? <laughs> uh, 
yeah so so we meet the two girls or like uh, three girls maybe that that pablo had, had chatted up and they're like one of them is like super drunk like super super drunk so there's like a bit of a talk of an after party so like hanging off with them as well i'm trying to get a cab but i'm just not succeeding so we start walking with them but they're being like really white girl wasted like, really, like they're like sitting on the street. It was just like the walk was like 20 minutes to go back to, to town and the hotels. And it took like an hour and a half. Like it was, <laughs> it was like completely fucked. So like, Wait, where did you stay? Sit- uh, sorry. Where did you stay? So, so, uh, so like the, the, uh, the New Zealand people, they were staying like maybe 10 minutes further away, like uh, from, from the bar, like the cafe journal, another 10 yeah. minutes into town, maybe. So we were like walking in that direction, right? And then these these girls, they were just like sitting down, and they sat down at like the one place they couldn't sit down, which is like below a balcony of some building. So as soon as they sit down and start chatting, these people come out and they're like, "You guys have to move." And we we're like, "Well, I mean, we we don't really know these girls, right? So we're trying to get them to move without like manhandling them, right? And they're just <laughs> not, not moving. And then they start like fucking they take out their phones and they start playing like fucking Beethoven." And they're like, I don't know, they, 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 like their German side comes out and they're like listening to Beethoven fucking 3.30 in the morning and just like, I don't know, like singing along <laughs> or something. And we can't, and every time we're like, you have to move, guys. Like, no, no, one, one minute, just one more minute. And then you're just like singing there and we're like, I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing? And Pablo is super excited still. And he's like, oh, we're going to get to the after party. It's going to be great. And this just carries on for like a while. And at some point, it doesn't we're about sound to, like there's going to be an after party. Again, the cafe journal, and they're like these girls, like, oh, we have to go pee, like, I don't know, in the bushes or something. And at that point, we finally managed to convince Pablo that we're like, this is not happening. Like, we have to get to bed. It's like after four currently. <laughs> we have to get there. So we, so it was, yeah, it's almost five, I think. So in the end, I get to the hotel, and Pablo is like, you can sleep in my bed. I'm sorry, like you didn't have blah blah. blah. So, because I, I was like panicking a little bit in the sense that I couldn't leave them to go f- try to find a cab because then I don't have anywhere to stay. Yeah. So I had to like hang around with the these guys and the and the drunk girls. <laughs> but in the end, we get to the hotel, and then once I get to the hotel, like I asked the guy like uh, at the door, "Can you guys can you call me a cab?" And he calls the same fucking number I've tried to call the whole <laughs> evening, and it has not been successful for me. And he try the first time he tries, he gets a cab straight away. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm getting home. Okay, so you actually so got a cab back at like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so I think I got to got to bed at like five thirty, maybe. <laughs> and then what? Two hours. So uh, it was, uh, yeah, two hours. Yeah, I think I had to go up at seven thirty. So it was, but it was it was a fucking amazing night. It was so much fun. Nice. But yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. So it was funny that it was like the one. Oh yeah, one more thing actually. So this these these girls right there, half German and half Italian. So I'm like speaking German to them. And then this one girl is like, oh, you're from Sweden. Please speak Swedish to me. I'm like, uh, okay. So I'm like <laughs> saying stuff in Swedish. And she's like, maybe I can understand. So I'm like speaking Swedish to her. And she's like enthralled by the Swedish for some reason. And she doesn't understand anything. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And she's like, speak more Swedish to me, please. <laughs> okay. Speak Swedish to me, Casimir. <laughs> speak Swedish to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> oh, Whatever funny. makes you happy. <laughs> did you try to tell her? It, was a, it was a really good night. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, did and, did uh, she uh, have a nice ass customer? 
Yeah, up bright and early the next morning. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back for day three. Okay, so welcome back to Amazon Podcast. This is ETC episode. It's day three of the ETC. So we're on to game five. Um, I'm going to be polite and say age before beauty. So you cast me, you can go first. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, so I've had my, my two hours of sleep with uh, to uh, to start the day. And uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty unsteady. I'm like, I'm not that bad. I didn't like... Because I walked around so much in the, in the town the night before, I, I wasn't like so drunk when I went to bed. I was just more tired. But I knew we were gonna have Norway in the in the first round, and you know, like Norway is a is a good team, right? Like they have some really good players. You know, you like everybody knows Hermanard from the forum and stuff. So I was like a bit nervous that we were gonna have like a difficult game. And I just didn't wanna. I don't know, I just didn't want to have like a hard, a really hardcore game when I'm like so tired and it's early in the morning and, and all this kind of shit. But, but I rock up and I'm like, okay, we're, we're gonna, we'll see how it goes. And I get paired into this, uh, uh, I think he has a, an undead list, like a vampire count list with three units of skeletons, two, uh, what's it called, wing reapers, and uh, like some, just some necromancers and mages and shit. This was Halvard, right? Sorry? Was this Halvard? Uh, maybe I don't remember his name per se. He's like the he's the guy who looks like Jesus. Yeah, how about? <laughs> I, I, I thought that was you, so, Casimir. Casimir's <laughs> yeah, so Swedish Jesus. This is Norwegian Apparently Jesus. He's, he's, he's being called like Viking Jesus. Viking, that's, that's Viking what he's Jesus. Called. <laughs> so uh, uh, so then basically uh, so he, so he turns up and he's like. He's like the most chill guy. He's like the most chill guy I've ever met in my life. Holy shit! Like he's he just like calms me right down. He's just <laughs> super nice. He so he, they're Viking all Jesus. These fucking sackcloths. <laughs> Uh, yeah. They've speared dirt across their faces. He has like a, a drinking horn, and then he's like, "Oh, I, I like I specially got every, all my opponents like a drinking horn they can drink out of." And and like, so do you want to drink with me? And I'm like, oh, that sounds great. Like, let. And then he asked me, give me some iced tea in the morning, and it's just really nice. And then we were playing. A, Did he give you a, a massage a and, a, Hill, and a rub off as well? <laughs> and, then, and then he proceeded to fuck you <laughs> over six turns. And he would tell you your ass was really nice. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys say, but okay. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so he so he gives me this drinking horn, right? And then, uh, and then we so we go to pick the hill, like that we have to uh, defend. And uh, so he picks like a hill, like a, a like a an actual hill on his side, and then I go to pick, and I have like essentially two choices. I have like a forest opposite from him, or I have to pick something on the other side of the board. So in my head, I'm like, well, if I pick something on the other side of the board, he's just gonna. He's gonna put like a unit of skeletons there, and I'm I'm just gonna lose it, and uh, we're gonna at least draw scenarios. So that's not good. So I pick the the forest opposite this hill, and he goes like, "Are you uh, are you sure you want that forest? Like if you pick this hill over here, like uh, it's like it's gonna split the 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 objectives." I'm like, 
well, I mean, I don't think, like, I think if I pick that, you just get it, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. So he, he looks at it, and then he's like, yeah, I could run at you, but but it probably is too risky. So uh, do you want to have a 10-10? And I'm like, this is the first time I'm being offered a 10-10 at ETC. I'm so happy. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, it's and also, I've, like, not slept. So, so I, I go ask uh, Ed, my captain, just like, oh, I'll get offered a 10-10. Like, I, and I'd, like, I, I, like I'm, I can't really play this fucking game because I'm too tired. And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever you want to do. So, so I take the 10-10, and then he's like, well, let me explain to you how you would have won this game. <laughs> so, so he was like, well, so if you had picked the hill on the other side, like a, a thing on the other side of the board, then you, uh, you, could have, uh, you could have just like put a Grudge Buster opposite that piece. And if I go there with a unit of skeletons, you just charge with Grudge Buster, and then in the end, the Grudge Buster will kill the skeleton over the, uh, over the like, you know, the, the time of the game. So I'll just automatically at least draw or lose the scenario. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And he's like, well, my <laughs> list has to play like in a, in a, like a, a unit, so I can't split it. So basically, if you did that, you would, would have been fine. And then you would have, like, you could have just seen if you shot me off. I'm like, oh, okay, well. And then we, we played like a really super casual game and we're like chatting and talking about everything. And essentially, he like runs at me, and I push it to him, and we see what happens. Uh, so the the funny thing is, he's like, "Well, I wanna like, do you guys do you just wanna share dice? Because I, I I've lost several of my dice by like mixing them up with my opponents." So I'm like, "Yeah, sure, we can share dice." And I think everybody everybody knows that my dice are like usually a bit a bit bent. Like they, I roll I roll pretty C- well. Customers like, dice, just, the pink ones. A very good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah they're very, very good. good. So, so, so we're rolling, and I'm, I'm rolling like fucking amazing. Like, I'm, <laughs> like all my dice and everything are just like just everything's going well. <laughs> and for and for him, nothing's going well. Like a charge unit <laughs> skeletons, he has a corpse card, so he, you're he, using he the same plus, using uh, the same dice, right? Plus fortitude. Using the same dice. Yeah, using the same dice. I'm rolling, like, amazing, and he's rolling terribly. He, like, I charge a corpse card. I do, like, 16 the, wounds Kassim, on the, the first the what, turn. The what he card? He doesn't stay the what a card? single one. The what card? Corpse card. It's definitely not a corpse card. It's called Cadaver a... wagon, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drunk, I'm drunk. So, uh, so he, I, I, I do, like, 16 wounds, and he doesn't save a single one on a 5+. plus. <laughs> I'm like, oh okay, cool, and I just like blast through his skeleton unit, score the objective, and then at that point he's like, well, I mean, this is casual game, like you probably won it, and I'm probably just gonna conserve points, so let's just let's just call it here. So, so it was it was a good time, really good time, and I got a ten ten. So nice. I'm very was very happy with that. Cool. So my game five, we were oh yeah, what, what did you get the round by the way? Uh, so I think in the round we got we didn't get capped but we we had a loss I don't know how big it was but it was like ninety I think they got ni- like ninety points ish ninety two out of us maybe. so a fairly substantial loss yeah exactly so it, so it was it was a loss but we didn't get capped so after after five games you had two caps against you two caps for you and one loss yeah essentially yeah yeah okay so yeah for me game five we played against Finland. Finland are like, I guess, like a medium-ish team. Um, the hangover was not so bad. I think I've just ascended hangovers at this point. I don't get hangovers. 
Um, it's called being an alcoholic. <laughs> Call it what you want. <laughs> I just think I've ascended hangovers. Um, I was playing against a guy called Henry, so it was a Henry off. Oh, he was playing Warriors, which was a green match for me. It's about as green as it gets for Dread Elves, I think. Um, obviously, like the Gorgons are really good. The Judicators go through them, so it, it was it was a nice matchup for me. Um, so essentially, uh, I got the first turn, moved up. Shooting didn't do much, didn't cast any spells, so a bit of a sad first turn. Um, he pushed at me. I was like, great. So, but what he'd done is put, he put like 10 warriors in front of his Exalted Herald. And it allowed me a charge with the Gorgons and a chariot into the warriors with an overrun into the Herald. So I was like... You tasty? This is going to be fun. Can't flee, so in they go. Made both charges on like a six or a seven or something. So like, this is a tasty overrun. So I killed them all in one turn. I think they I killed I did enough damage to completely wipe the unit. Went overrun both into the herald, like brilliant. Here we go. But because I because I pushed in like the second turn, it meant that I had to push the whole army because otherwise he's gonna like get into me. So when I charged the Gorgons and the Chariot, I also chaffed one unit of Feldrax with some dread, what are they called, Shadow Riders, and then pushed the Judicators up in front of the other one. So he's going to charge the, he had no choice but, the, but to charge the Feldrax into the Judicators, which for me is a good combat because it's threes of rerolls and then threes. So I should pretty much wipe the unit almost, almost like... 75% of the unit in one turn before they even get to attack because they've got great weapons. So I was like, brilliant. This is this is going well for me. I'd already take, also pinged some wounds off the Feldrax on the outside, like the Elders. So yeah, it was, uh, it was very much in my favour. I was like, this is going great. Then it was his magic phase. So he, obviously he charged in, he charged in the, uh, the Feldrax into the Judicators, like six of them or five, I don't know, big unit. And he'd also charged in the flank of the Gorgons with a Feldrax Elder. So I was figured, okay, at least the Gorgons are going to stand there and just hold up the Herald and the Elder for like two free turns. The Chariot's probably going to die, but I'm fine with that the, the Herald just isn't flying around and killing shit. So in his magic phase, he put reroll to hit on the Feldrax. He's like, well, I'll let that go because I need to stop minus one strength. Because if I'm wounding them on a four plus, then it gets a bit dicey. So he's like, let that through. And then he was like, did, I think he did Breath Weapon on something. I think I was worried about him doing Breath Weapon on the Feldrax because it would have killed a lot of Judicators because of the champion. And then I would have had to kill the champion, which would have been a bit annoying. But I think he did Breath Weapon on the Herald or on the Feldrax or something like that to kill some more Gorgons. Um, and then he did, he did four dice. I had saved all my dice. I had six dice and a Crystal Ball, so plus two. He did four dice... Minus one strength on the Judicators with the Thaumaturgy. He rolled pretty high. It was like 15 or something like that. I was like, no problem. Six dice. Here they go. Shake them up. Throw them on the table. I was like, one, one, two, two, three, one. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and the coach came over and I just, I just like shook my head. Because I'd already had a chat and I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to smash this guy. This guy's a chump. <laughs> and I was like spoke out of turn yeah and then that, that, he, just, he just came over and I just shook my head and I'm like mm, 
It's not going to go well. So it well, was... if you can't roll dice, then it doesn't matter if your opponent is a Yeah, so it, it, it comes to the combat phase and I strike first and it's uh, it's threes of re-rolls and battle focus and I roll like a fucking boss to hit. I roll like... I don't think I missed anything and I got a few sixes like, oh, 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 thank fuck for that. And then rolled okay to wound. I took the back rank off the Feldrax. They rolled back and rolled a bit badly. So I actually ended up winning the combat. He, but he stuck, which meant I would have to ha- have to fight him for another turn, which was a bit annoying because I would have liked to reform and charged again. But never mind. Um, basically ground them out. Um, ended up like shooting off the Feldrak on the left. The Feldrak on the right and the Gorgons. And I think I did a lot of damage to it before it went into the Gorgons. And then the Gorgons kind of like ground it out. I then killed the last hit point with one of the stairs. So on a six, I was like, I need a six. Two dice. Ah, oh, I got it. Take it off. And then uh, the Herald and the Gorgons just like kind of fought for a few more rounds. And then basically what happened is I cleared up the whole table. And all I had left at the end was the Herald running off into the corner on one hit point. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended, ended, up okay. winning, ended up winning 17-3. But it was a really, really good game. Henry was a fucking champ. And uh, he also gave me a Moomin dice, which I was very happy about. What? Like a Moomi troll dice. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was just to translate for the Danish guys. (laughs) In England, we call it Moomin. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. So, Casimir, who did you play game six? Yeah, so game six, we're like, let's let's have some exotic opponents. So, wait, wait, wait. Let's set set the scene. Let's set the scene. Wait, let's set the scene. So... So okay, Ireland, Ireland, we'd we'd uh, we won the first game against Serbia small. We got capped against Poland. We then we played blanking. We played Wales. We capped them. Then we played Belgium. Got capped. We played Finland. We won small. I think it was eighty two seventy eight. So almost a draw. So we were we were doing okay. And game five, you had. I think it was England, Ireland, Wales, and Scotland, all on four tables next to each other. <laughs> the worst of the worst. So obviously, you yeah. guys, you guys missed that there was there was money on who would be the top home nation. <laughs> Eight <laughs> euro. Eight euro. No, Eight no, euro. I mean like I, I, I knew because Pras had been going on about how he's gonna lo- like you know how he had all this money riding on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Casimir, what but was then, what was like, the pairing for game six? So we're playing fucking Ireland. Scotland against Ireland, game six. Yeah, so we're, we've been playing each other like the whole fucking year in this online league, over and over, and now we're just like at PTC in Passero. Play, played your home nations. <laughs> just fucking gonna bash it out. And now it's like the decider, the last round of ETC. Scotland against Ireland for basically basically it was like if you if you can win it you're gonna be the top home nation. I can't remember yeah, who England exactly. were playing. Was, I can't remember who Wales were playing. It was but... it was pretty exciting. So what, what were you fe- what was your feeling going into the round? I was like we're gonna fucking smash the shit out of you. We already smashed you yeah, once in home the, nations. This, <laughs> we're gonna smash the shit out of you again. Was, this was kind of my feeling as well. Like, I, what my favorite moment before this though was like, I so I, I mean, I had gone and had a nap during lunch, so, <laughs> so I just like slept up on the on the bleachers and just passed out for a bit. So that was pretty good. And then I come down and I see like, okay, I'm like on the other side of the room or the hall. My team is like doing you know prep for the round, so I go and find them and he, they, I come there and they look at me and they and they go like, uh, so if we pair you into Henry, 
are you ready to take his soul? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Like, if if you pray me to Henry, I'm gonna, like, he has to put his whole fucking army in a corner. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking shoot the shit out of him. But obviously, you guys didn't pair us against each other. No, I had it as, like, well, this is my worst (laughs) matchup. Why why would we do that? But it would have been pretty. Uh, so that was pretty funny. <laughs> it would not uh, been fun. But yeah, so so we uh, we did some pairings and uh, like the and I did. You guys feel like you came out well in the pairings? Yeah, I think we did. Um, we had we had. Yeah, good, I, we had I, a lot I, of good I, To be honest, I didn't pay attention, but I would assume you guys came up better. I think, I, think I had the worst matchup actually uh, again. But um, what what I what I want to know is what did Ed say to you before the game? So I was paired into. So after we paired, you mean? Yeah. What was his like team talk? Yeah, so so I mean, uh, I don't quite remember what he said to the other guys, but what he said to me, he was like, uh, so, ba- so basically, you guys gave me gave us demons or or ogres to parry against my uh, dwarves, and he, they asked me, they were like, who who do you like, who would you want to play? And I'm like, well, if I play the demons, I'm probably gonna lose because it's a bad matchup, and if I play the ogres, like, I, it's it's fine like it's uh, it's probably a win but it's not for sure because it's two shooting armies yeah it's two sh- it's a shoot like, off yeah exactly so, so i picked the ogres right and then before the game they were like okay casimir like craig has been doing like really poorly in this event he's the guy who's playing the ogres like you you need to go get points can you get points out of craig and i'm like yeah no problem like it'll be fine i'll get some points out of craig so that was, that was my my pre-talk Okay, so it, it wasn't like a let's go, guys. Come on, we're gonna do this for Scotland. It's yeah, like I, mean, I mean, they still had that part, right? Like they were, they were like, okay, they talked about each matchup. They're like, okay, we're gonna this is like good for this reason or whatever, like kind of shit. But to be honest, like most of those team talks, I just like I like they they said shit about my matchup, and then I just zoned out. Like that was mostly <laughs> what I was doing. <laughs> okay, so what happened in your game? So I was playing Craig. And Craig was playing a, a shooting ogre list. He had like three units of six bombardiers, uh, some br- a big unit of bruisers, uh, tuskers, and then like a BSB and a, a and a former magician and some giants. And and he like I, I get to the table and he's like they fucking pair me against dwarfs again. Fucking hell! I've played dwarfs all the time. I'm so angry. I'm like okay, Craig. Like let's have, just have a game. It'll be okay. You know, like <laughs> it's gonna start. As I and take he was you talking off, to me about fine. like how he he didn't want to play this list and like that they they made him take this list over his normal list. So he he was not happy. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so he just looked at me and he was like, okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go for a win. So he like lined it up the board edge. Fucking move up. We're gonna have a shoot off. And essentially, can a dwarf gun line shoot off an ogre gun line? Yes. The answer is uh, yeah, definitely, like, <laughs> 100%. So, uh, so yeah, so I just like I just fucking shot him like like hell, and then um, I moved up my deep watch onto a wall or something in the middle, and uh, yeah, at some point he like he ca- he was casting comets, and he and the, the comets were not coming down. So he had like two comets that had like loads of tokens on them. So at some point he he moved like a giant into the middle of the board in front of my shooters to threaten stuff, uh, but he didn't see that I had like a counter charge with Grudgebuster onto the corner of this giant, and right after I did that it was my magic phase and this combat which has like five counters on it or something stupid or four <laughs> counters, finally comes down and the other combat comes down as well, and then he goes to roll the dice for the big one and he rolls like fucking 
11 on the dice. He just <laughs> covers the whole board in a comet. <laughs> and it's just it's just big enough to ki- to cover this giant, but not by Grudgebuster, who was clipping it on the back corner. <laughs> so he like kills a lot of my shit. And uh, and then I have this Grudgebuster, like he kills his own giant. He did like eight wounds to a giant. <laughs> and I have a Grudgebuster standing in the middle of everything. So and then he goes like full Craig mode. So he just goes like, I'm just gonna charge this Grudgebuster with my Tuskers, no problem. And I'm like, uh, okay, flee. And I just like fled to nowhere. Like it was just like nothing negative of fleeing. And then he was looking at the only thing he could redirect it to is my fucking deep watch brick. With like a king with deep free wounds, strength eight grave weapon or seven grave weapon, <laughs> fucking BSB with lightning runes, stubborn, and it's like now nah, I'm not having that. I'm just fail charging, and so then I had like a I had a six on dice to get into his tuskers, and he's like, well if you fail this, I'm gonna charge you from both sides and you're gonna lose. I'm like, if, yeah sure, Craig. I'll, I'll take that chance with my like mega death star with, with, with your whole story about it. So I, like. Make the six charge hit to, to, to those guys, fucking absolutely rinse them. Like, some other things panic off. I turn around, kill some other shit, get some weird, like, flank charge on this big unit, but he holds in the end. And he, I just, like, take off almost everything he has. And then he was, like, so demoralized. So he's like, okay, let's count points. And he was just like, oh, you, you got, like, 4,300 points out of me. I'm like, oh, that's, that's a lot. He still had, like, a big unit of brutes alive. And, like, uh... And I think like some shooter or some bunker alive. I think the thing was he had panicked like his his mage on the last turn. Uh, and I'm like, okay, you got like this. And so we calculated up, and it's a 19-1 to me. Booyah. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a big one. Like I went to tell Ed, I'm all happy. I'm like, I got 19. You asked me if I could get points. I got fucking 19-1. Yeah, kind of thing. And then he like Craig fucks off and sulks for a bit. Uh, and I'm I'm just hanging about drinking beer. And then he comes back. And he's like, by the way, I uh, I gave you points for this big bruiser block, like a, like a unit of like I don't know how many, like it, it was like seven hundred points of bruisers, and it's like, but but it was still alive, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it was alive. Like, why did you give po- give me points for that? Let let's let's recalculate. And he's like, oh, oh, I don't know, like it's too late, it's my mistake. I'm like, Craig, shut the fuck up. Like we're we're gonna we're gonna put it into the score. Like, don't worry, this is like a shitty game. Like, who gives a shit anyway? Like, we're just we're gonna put it in. So we so we go to put it in, and because he he forgot that, that put it to eighteen two. So, so we okay, go to the judges, okay. and we go and like and like try to change it to eighteen two, and then uh, later, like after we like fucking sorted it out, they're like dealing with drama from some other teams. <laughs> and then I'm looking at the board, and I'm like, wait a second, wait a second, like his his wizard was only fleeing. Like I I I was like decimated the unit that the wizard was in, but the wizard was still alive. I'm like, Craig, how much is your wizard worth? And he's like, I'm not going to tell you. Tell me why you're asking. I'm like, no, no, how much is your <laughs> wizard worth? And I'm like, he's like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm like, well, I mean, he was only fleeing, right? So I should only get half points. And he's like, oh. And that's another, like, 270 points or something. <laughs> and it turns out that, that those 270 points is enough to put the 18 to its 17 free. Okay, so it went, so it then went we need from to go a and change the fucking scores again. <laughs> Well, luckily for Craig, it didn't matter on the round. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so, but at this point, when while we're doing this, it does seem like it was mattering for like who was going to be the best home nation. 
So it was really, or, or like, you know, where you guys were going to end up in relation to England, Wales, and Scotland. Yeah. So it was really like, you know, like it was quite interesting because I'm like, of course, I'm going to give you all the points like that you deserve, right? Like, but Craig was like, oh, no, you should give me this because like I've already put it in, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, in the end, in the, in the end we put it in and in the end it was a 17 free to me. All right. Well, nice win. Yeah, I was gonna so say like I, was I think very you did, happy you, to finish on a high. You, you did the right thing, Kevin. Like the guy is like in a in a in a ditch, like crying about his list even before the game already started. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, he was he was so unhappy. He like didn't even want he didn't want to play the list at all, and you could really tell, you know, like he. You have to you have to take something you're comfortable with if you're going to they such a high pressure event. I, I love the fact that he said they made me play it. <laughs> well, he, he wasn't having much success with his other list, so we were like, okay. But let's, he played all the draw lists. Let's let's uh, <laughs> let's give you something a little bit more stable that can take some points and like kind of conserve some points more than anything. So we were a bit concerned that he would just lose too many games if if he took his regular list. Okay. Yeah. So, I think in the like I understand your motivation, but I think in the end you have to you have to play something that you're comfortable with more than anything. How did I even manage to do that? <laughs> so my game six, I played against ogres as well. I played against John Turner. I had this down as kind of like a yellowy orange game, but with it because it was banners, it kind of pushed it towards an orange. Um, he had like again like all the shooting, and then two units of Tusker Cavs, and 60 Scraplings, which all with bows. So against the Elves, it's like, not ideal, especially with banners. Like, if he'd have just pushed me and shot me, I would have had no hope, in, no hope at all. But for some reason, he wanted to play like a cagey game. So he, he went in one corner, I went in the other corner, and we were just kind of moving a little bit. He was casting like Totem Summon. I was just killing the Totem Summons with the Bolt Throws because I couldn't kill anything else because everything was out of range and then um i think he had a chat with ed at some point ed was like yeah we're getting our shit pushed in you need to push so he decided to push one turn i think it was his turn three he started to push at me um which is he probably should have done it the first turn to be honest but didn't so that's fine and then um so he started to push at me so the pressure was on and then i had to i had to have my my uh, timeout, I was asking my coach, like, okay, like, how's the round going? Oh, it's going pretty well. Okay, good. I was like, well, do I need to push? Because I'm getting pushed right now. Like, I'm either running into the corner or I'm, like, pushing back and trying to win this game. He's like, well, I think the best actual case scenario is for you to push because if you don't push, you're just going to, like, bleed points. So I was like, okay, so let's push. So it was essentially like the bombardiers were on the right side of his line. We were playing the, what was it called, Dawn Assault or something? Where you were like in the corner each and you have 18 inches where you can't deploy mm. on each side. So we were kind of already cornered and it's banners. So his, his scoring units are the two Tuskers, the big block of bombardiers, the big block of tribesmen, and then the, then the three units of scraplings at the back behind his lines. So I'm like, there's absolutely no way I can get any of this. Like, I tried charging yeah. a chariot into a unit of Tuskers after, like, I'd killed one with some bolt throws and some magic. So there was three left, and I just rolled like shit and didn't do anything, and the chariot just died. And I was like, ah, okay. That yeah, was my one, chance to kill a, my one chance to kill a scoring unit. So he started to push at me. I was like, okay, 
I've got to make a decision here. So the Gorgons moved up into a field, so they get cover against all the shooting, within like easy charge range of the Bombardiers. So they're going to be hitting me on like sixes or something, and then if I charge them, it'll be like sixes or sevens or something like that. And then next to them, the Judicators move up like beside them. So he's got a decision. He can either shoot the Judicators and accept the charge from the Gorgons, or shoot the Gorgons and accept the charge from the Gorgons, and then it's like really long from the Judicators. But the, the following turn, I can move up and then maybe charge him and take the scoring unit. And the Gorgons obviously aren't scoring. So he tried, yeah. to shoot, tried to shoot the Gorgons, didn't do many... I think he did one or two hit point damage. In my turn, I'd charge the Gorgons in. He killed one, so I had two Gorgons going in. The Judicate is following up on the outside. And then there was a lot of spells exchanged. I didn't kill enough to break the unit, but I almost killed them. I think they had three guys left. And then, so then it was his turn. But what I did was like, okay, the only way I can win this game is if I kill two scoring units. So I, I reformed the Gorgons so that one of the scrappling units with the bows could charge them in the flank. And if you charge them in the flank, I'd be able to charge them in the flank with the Judicators. So I would get two <laughs> scoring units and he would not he would kill the Gorgons. But, and then it would be fine. So I would actually kill two scoring units. But this turn, I marched up my auxiliaries through a ruin I failed four DTs they failed the panic test and ran off the table <laughs> it's like no 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 it's a scoring unit no it's like an like eight or a nine with a reroll I fucking failed it it's like no no so I had like absolutely no choice no choice but to like hope that he makes a mistake of charging the scraplings into the flank so I like reform them so that they could just see them like, oh, I guess I made a mistake there. And he's like, oh, I'll charge. I was like, yes. <laughs> so he charged him with the, scra- <laughs> with the scraplings. I charged him with the Judicators in my turn. Obviously, the Gorgons died, but I cleaned up both of his scoring units. So it was two to one. And then I was on, like, damage mitigation, like, just trying to, like, stop everything getting into the Judicators. But he had so much pressure coming at me. I had, like, one unit of cavalry left, which blocked the Tuskers off. And then I had the Gorgon that was, like, in the, the last Gorgon in the middle. And basically what he could do, he could charge his trappers into the side of the Judicators and charge his bus with all the characters in, into the Gorgon, overrun into the Judicators, and then he could fight twice. And that would have been really bad for me. He needed like a four on dice for his trappers. Rolled a three. Okay. <laughs> rolled, a, rolled a three. That's like... Yeah! That's like 10-10! 10-10! So yeah, I got I got ten ten. Really happy with that. So John John played a aside from aside from not pushing me in the first turn. John played a really solid game. Really nice guy. And uh, yeah, I was really happy actually at the end. Very very lucky. And I think we ended up the round was ninety three to sixty seven to Ireland. So yeah, solid like solid that. spanking. It wasn't a cap like we capped yeah, I... you in the home nations, but it was a solid spanking. Yeah. So I, I would just like to say I wasn't there in the home nations, and here I got a, a 17 points. So uh, so I'm just just gonna put that out there. <laughs> That's probably why you didn't get capped, though. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably because I managed to spank Craig. <laughs> so uh, that left that the two points actually did matter. <laughs> Not really. 93 to 67. Yeah, but it still made you go closer to the cap. That's true. Yeah, yeah. but. It didn't matter in the end because we were still the top home nation 
15th place, top half. It's, it's one of the best results Ireland ever had. So we were like over the moon after that game. We were like celebrating yeah. and yeah, we we're very, very happy. I don't know, where, where did you guys come you, in the end? I think you guys, you, you really deserved it as well. I think this year you had a really good team and you played well. So I think you really deserved it. Uh, we came to a 23rd place. So uh, I think it, to be to be honest with you, like of course being on that last game and, and had the potential to come as as high as you guys did was was of course exciting. But I think twenty third, I think we're pretty happy with with twenty third. Like I think this year going in, we had a couple of like we had some like really late replacements and some people who were like you know not that sure about themselves and their lists and so on. So I think I think for us to not not come like you know in one at very bottom, I think we were quite happy with. As well, or at least I, I thought that was a pretty decent result. Nice. And um, should we go through the the overall standings as well? Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna talk about like what happened at the very top? Uh, do you wanna talk about what happened at the very top? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fine with like, everybody talking to a little bit. We had Italy. I don't know if you guys if you talk to them, but uh, yeah, it seemed to play well, do do well on the home turf. So I think we were we were chatting shit and we didn't hear quite what you said. So start again. Yeah. So so in third place we had uh, Italy. So uh, they they did pretty well this year on the home turf as well. Yeah. And then uh, coming then like for the first and second there was a bit of a bit of a drama, a bit of a kerfuffle, you might say. Like, uh, so both, I, I would say maybe had, like one thing that had been happening during the event was that there was been a lot of like new recruit errors. So, so they, we were using new recruit to put in results, but the new recruit websites combined with bad internet connection was kind of uh, not holding up very well, maybe. So a lot of like teams were getting penalties for submitting late results that were only really due to the fact that they couldn't access new recruits. Yeah. Uh, so in was, like the uh, so basically, like if you don't finish your game, you get one penalty point yeah. on the game per turn that you don't finish. Exactly, and I think a late result is also yeah. A late a result is point. also a penalty point. Yeah. So so Poland, I think Poland, Sweden, some other places, like I don't quite remember, but like quite a few uh, teams were getting late result penalties because they were not that they were not only were they not finishing some games, but also late results uh, yeah. so that was happening during day two so i think poland got like eight points deducted on on a t on day two due to late submissions but then at the at the between day two and day and day three uh, they complained about new recruits and then the judges made the decision to remove some of the late result penalties but not all of them uh, and then on day three uh, essentially what what happened was that it turned out that maybe these penalties would mean that Poland would win or lose, kind of, or win or not win, like second. Uh, so it became like a big deal if some of these penalties should be applied or not. And they were, they like called a big like meeting with like captains and stuff, and people like team like other teams were arguing for the the penalties to be enforced, and others were not. And like in the end, they uh, they uh, decided uh, that to follow the judges' ruling, and the judges ruled that essentially some of the penalties that were due to new recruits should be discarded. 
So this meant that, uh, like, when they had the meeting, this meant that as it was standing at that point, Poland would get, like, minus, I don't know how many points, like, say, five or something. And that meant that they were still winning at that point in the event. And Spain was coming second. But during the, the fucking surprise ceremony where they're giving, like, best painted and shit, it was founded that due to another new recruit error, like some other penalty points for something else, like some other, I don't know what it was, not finishing games or whatever, had not been applied to Poland because it, it, it just was a bug in the system. So literally during the fucking ceremony, they fought, like Poland thought that they would win, but then due to some penalties, they were called up for second place. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> awesome. Basically, so end, basically, Poland, Poland is called up for first Italy, then Poland is called up for second place, and they're looking like a bit sad, I would say. Not very happy with them. And <laughs> I think, to be honest, they probably disturbed that in the sense that there were other issues. Like, uh, I think when they played against Denmark, they were they were caught doing some things that were probably weren't allowed in the rules back, like asking for advice when, when they shouldn't be allowed to have input, things like that. Yeah, there was some and, some dodgy stuff going on with like taking pictures of games, asking questions to coaches on like messenger. messenger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think I mean we weren't there, right? So I mean it's it's difficult to say exactly what happened, but Team Denmark thought that they were they were not playing according to the rules back, uh, and yeah, I think they did get some kind of penalty for that as well. Yeah, so, Pol but, so Poland with, basically with all these penalties, yeah, it Poland, turned out that Spain was the winner of ETC this year. Yeah, so Poland had five hundred and fifty-three points, but they had twelve penalty points, which put them down to five hundred and forty-one. But Spain had five hundred and forty-three points and no penalties, which meant that Spain won. Hmm. Yeah, I would be kicking myself if I got twelve. Penalty point. Yeah, for that, no, that's not the whole. Games. Yeah, not finishing games, yellow cards, yeah. and the messenger thing. Yeah, e either one of those would have made them win. I will be kicking myself and I will scream <laughs> if that happened to me. Yeah. So we'll go through the leaderboard real quick. Uh, number one is Spain. Number two is Poland. Number three is Italy. Number four is Germany. Number five is Switzerland. So actually, like. From the five teams that we discussed at the start, only Italy were in the top three from compared to last year. I think we're missing... I think we discussed Germany as well, didn't we? Yeah, Germany there. I think it was Austria. No. I don't no, know. We discussed who... Poland as well. I think we discussed France. Uh, they were Fran the France, France were the other one, yeah. Were, which were yeah. in the top five last year that weren't in the top five this year. So Italy made it into the top five. So fifth for Switzerland, sixth for Denmark... Seventh with Sweden, eighth with Mexico, ninth with France, tenth with Belgium, eleventh with Ukraine, twelfth with USA, thirteenth Netherlands, fourteenth Luxembourg, fifteenth Ireland, with yeah, sixteenth Norway, seventeenth Australia, eighteenth Canada. Canada did very well. Also won best sports. Nineteenth yeah, we Czech were, Republic. Uh, I think the team Team Ireland and Team Scotland were were uh, were uh, tied for second best sport at three at three votes. I nice. Think. Yeah, we got. So three. really happy with that. Same. Uh, Twenty point twentieth place is England, so they came second home nation. Twenty first place was Wales, on exactly the same points as England. Twenty <laughs> second New Zealand. Twenty third Scotland. Twenty fourth Croatia. Twenty fifth Finland. 26th Portugal, 27th Latvia, 
28th Austria, 29th Serbia, and 30th Slovenia. And that was the ETC. So what happened on Sunday yeah. night, Casimir? Oh, Sunday night was great. I was still feeling a bit rough, but I was like, I mean, gotta, it's the last gotta go night. out. We had, yeah. we had dinner somewhere else with the Scottish team, and then me and Fras and Callum, we got Callum with us. Yeah, decided, Callum like, came okay, out we'll, Sunday. We're gonna have to go out. Cal- like, the funniest thing was, like, before we went out, Callum came to me and he's like, Casimir, I'm an alcoholic. I can't, like, I can't be trusted. Like, I, and I, can't, I do not trust Fras. I need <laughs> you to come out tonight to take care of me. And I'm like, well, I mean, like, I, w- I wanted to go out, but now, I, now I know that I, c- I have to like fucking wrangle you, and I have to wrangle Fras, and like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll be, the, I guess I'll be the mom for for tonight. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. It'll be okay. So, so we came out together, and uh, we we actually got the cab from the same uh, like uh, guy who was like the waitress's son again. <laughs> and this time he was like uh, he was much nicer. He was just like, oh, it could be the same price as last time. The first time he he uh, he said like, oh, I don't speak English. And this time he was like talking to foot about football with Ras and having a good time. So it was really nice. And we uh, we all rocked rocked up of Cafe Journal. Yeah, back to the the same bar as always. Um, yeah, exactly. And dr- drinking the red thing. Right? Yeah, everyone was there. It was like Poland yeah, was there, like Spain was there, Canada was there, New Zealand was there. We had Scotland, Ireland, Wales, England, Norway, Denmark, US, probably f- fucking even, other people. We even had Team Sweden. Even fucking Team Sweden. Like the, the most square people in the world were there. <laughs> we, we also had Canada as well. I met the Canadians. It was really funny when I met the Canadians because... I like you know I was a bit like oh we didn't win the best sports ah oh, shit they and were really the nice guys the actually yeah I met the Canadians in the queue and like seriously like I, I spoke to them for like one minute and I was like okay I know why they won best sports because they're so nice like yeah. they're so nice fuck they're, super nice like, guys. I can't even be angry at them because they were so <laughs> nice yeah. and I met I met the guy called Alex who was an American player for Canada and he was like inviting us over to his tournament in the in California. And he was just like, if you if you fly out, I will like if you pay for the flight the plane ticket, you stay at my house, you come to the tournament, I will pay for everything. He's on, he's saying like barbecue, give us a barbecue and all this shit. I was like, yeah, dude, I I'm yeah, so I really want to go. Was what, like, what was the tournament called? Uh, I don't quite remember right now actually. It's like but somewhat I'm famous sure one, right? I have a number. Like I, I'm sure we can figure it out. Yeah. So Alex, get in touch with us. I think your buddy was a listener for the show. So uh, yeah, get in touch with us. And uh, doesn't he know how yeah. much you guys drink? It's gonna be freaking. Yeah, I was talking to Pablo afterwards, and he, he, I was like, "Well, this guy like invited us out, and he said he would pay for all the drinks." And I'm like, "We we about to ruin this guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make sure that he regrets this decision." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I was, like, talking to Suna from Denmark, and he was like, oh, yeah, we're on the same flight home. I was like, okay, cool, are you going to get the train, like, at 8 o'clock? He was like, 8? It's like, no, we've got to get the train, like, 5.30. I was like, nah, we can get the train at 8. He's like, yeah, but the, you've got to get from the from the, from the the train station to the airport onto the flight in an hour. I'm like, it's like a five-minute train. He's like, nah, come on, dude. I was like, oh, fuck's sake, does that mean I've got, to get, I've got to get the train at 5.30? Bear in mind, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, God. He's <laughs> like, yeah, we're leaving now. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to stay up all night. Yeah. So I, I left the bar at like 4, yeah. got back to my hotel at 
got everything changed, checked out the hotel, got to the station five o'clock, then on the train at five thirty, hadn't slept, had like an hour sleep on the train, got to the airport, we were just like chatting, stood in line, like two hours sleep on the plane. I think we were delayed. As soon as I got on the on the plane, I fell asleep, and I think I think there was a delay because it didn't make sense the time that we actually got back, but I, I slept. Got home and was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm home. And that was like my easy season. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was, it was such a good time. And also like, so so I was out with, uh, yeah, with you guys, with Canadians and so on. And at some point the bar closes. It was like closing right. It, clo- when, it closed at four Frasen. o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it closed it at three right and then we were from... like staying out until four. Yeah, exactly. But it, it was still closing right when me, Fraz and, and Callum were like peaking in, our, in the drunkness. So we're like getting a cab and, Fr- and Callum is like, I don't want to go to bed. We have to stay up all night and we have so many beers left to drink. So so when we get back, we like bring each like a couple of beers and then we go to the swimming pool in this villa and we just go and go in the pool, have beers. And it's like, because it's in the middle of the night, right? Like normally it's like, it's really warm, right? But the pool has like cooled down quite a lot. So I'm like in this pool, fucking freezing my balls off. <laughs> and they're, you know, they're like fucking, like from, from Britain, you know? So they, like, you know, they, they, they're quite heat, like cold resistance. And I'm, I'm just freezing while they're like, yeah, it's fine. That's no problem. Cast me, are you from Scandinavia? you are from Sweden. No, dude, like, like ask the Danish, we got, we put on clothes when it gets cold, dude. Like, I, you fucking, you people from the islands, like, do you, you guys seem much better at, with the cold than we are. It's true. <laughs> Maybe. So, and you, so it's, you got back, like, probably, I guess, it's about the same time as me. Like, four or something. Yeah, but then we stayed up until, like, uh, 5, 5.30 in the morning, having beers in the in the pool. And then, uh, yeah, then at some point I was like, okay, this is enough. I've got to go to bed, get my, like, hour and a half or two hours of sleep. So, because I, I still, like... Oh, fuck. So I, I forgot to bring my case to the event on the last day because I was so out of it. So I just, like, I just brought my, like, I just brought my clothes and my war ball, and that was it. And uh, then I got there, and I'm like, shit, I don't have a way to pack my balls. So I had to bring all of them back on a tray in the car. And then I didn't have any time because of all the drama with the last result. We didn't have, I didn't have time to pack them before going out. So I was like, okay, I have to get, like, at least an hour or so of sleep so I can pack my balls in the morning. Because I don't want to like, I don't want to like shove my balls in and like, you know, fuck them up or something. Like, rinse them so, down the tray into whatever. You can always eat them like slush. Yeah, exactly. So, so, I, so I got up, I just like skipped breakfast, packed all my shit, get ready, get on a train in the morning. And I'm like sitting there in the, like downstairs, chatting a little bit before leaving. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it's time to leave now. And then like on the way there, I'm like, shit, it, it was really time to leave now. So then I got to the train station. And I get there and I have like literally two minutes to spare before getting on the train. So that was that was uh, good luck. Perfect and then I, so I take the train to, to Bologna, where I have to switch to the long distance train, where which goes all the way to Munich. So I'm at Bologna station, I'm like finding some food. Uh, I'm just taking it easy because I'm like, oh, the, I, it's going to say this is leaving for track four. And track four is right there. So I, I go to have, I get some food and then I come back and I'm like, oh, the tra- there's a train on track four. I go there and the train is like, this train is going to some random bullshit Italian city. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's not right. And I, then I start panicking. I'm like, shit, my train is leaving in like five minutes. Where the fuck do I need to go? <laughs> and I go and find some officer, like train officer guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, you have to go like downstairs to the left, to the right, to, like this way, that way. 
and then and then you find your train. I'm like, okay, running, and like Bologna train station is just it, it has like three different levels, and yeah. for some reason every level has the same numbering of the tracks. <laughs> so you, platform four you can't on tell level, if you're level three. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't fucking tell you're level one, two, or three, right? So I was on like level three. And I had to run, and in the end, I managed to get on the train with like a minute to spare. Jesus and at that point, that time. was like fucking mid run to that train was like when the hangover hits me because I'm like, <laughs> shit, I've slept for three hours the last two days. It sounds like I'm my so ETC in the previous one, We're like running through the airport. <laughs> I think I have heard that. Yeah, before. Dude, I, I get on the train, I'm just like, sweating. I'm just pouring. Alcohol sweats. Pouring sweats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so fucked. But you but made, then, but you made it. Sorry? But you made it. Yeah, I made it, and then I wanted. I just, like, collapse on a train, and the best part is, like, I wake up right when we get to the Alps, and I look out, and I have, like, you know, the fucking amazing view of the mountains, these little mount, mountain towns and stuff. I'm like, this is amazing. Look a little bit, fall asleep again, wake up on the other side of the tunnel of the Alps, amazing view again. It was, it was a good time. <laughs> nice, nice. So what was your overall thoughts on ETC, and like, now you've actually played a full ETC with a team? It's it's so much fun, dude. Like, it's it, I would I would really encourage anybody who has the the means to go to just go. Like, I think to me, I would say that ETC is is more than the games. It's just hanging out and like meeting all the all the people. So like, if you can if you could go as a coach or just going at all, I I think it's still worth it, even if you can't get a spot on the team. Like to me, I I really enjoyed the games, but I would I would go next year even if I don't get a spot on the team. Oh, I had so much fun. I definitely want to do it again. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's you're not there really. You're not there to win games because unless you're like Spain or Poland or Germany, you're not very likely to win the tournament. But if you're there, you're there to like socialize. You're there to meet everyone. You're there to. It's like a festival of ninth age, right? You're kind of there just to kind of yeah, like, yeah. be there and socialize and just get shit faced with people who are like minded. Yeah, and uh, I would say that, and just like like it's not it's not worth it to not go out. That's how I would say it. Like it's just it's just never worth it. Like you should just just always go out. Like that's the that's the thing. <laughs> like if anybody goes to ETC, make sure you go out. Go out every night. Meet like find me or Henry or the Irish or whatever, and like make sure you come out. That that's how you have the best time. I will die if I try that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there only one way of finding out, Andy? <laughs> Brilliant. So thanks very much for listening. This is our probably about four-hour ETC episode in the end. So thanks very much. As we talked about at the start of this episode, if you want to join the competition for the dwarf model, you can send a dwarf picture to Casimir. If you want to join the competition for the Amatime Podcast Coasters, you can send a, a boozy picture to me. If they want to find you on the forum, Casimir? You'll find me at uh, Casimir the Swede. You can also find me on Twitter at AmmerTimeDK. We also accept photos on Twitter. And you can find me on the yeah. forum at Henry P. Miller. Every Everyone in the world knows you. A little pocket of something can find your reason. Coming up on it every day more. Look at me and it's what I stayed for. A little like a fantasy that we
A little pocket of something kind of find your reason Coming up on it every day for Look at me and it's what I stay for A little like at the bench to see that we be 